What's up, guys? Welcome to Spawncast episode 12. I have a whole bunch of people with me here to talk E3 post-show because there was a lot of stuff that happened, and I probably won't remember all the games anyway, so I figure the more people I have on, the, the better chance I have of catching all of the games. Let's start over with, uh, actually, Dave, all the way on the left. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing great. Awesome, Outstanding. awesome. Outstanding. Exhausted from E3. Yeah, you, you got to <laughs> go. So, so you fun. and Philip were the two on the show right now that actually went. So you guys can give us a good, like, uh, first-person perspective, I guess, of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, actually being there. And then from there, we have uh, Max from Dreamcast Guy. How you doing, man? Hey, fantastic. Hyped as ever. Yes, had some good, good, uh, was actually pretty good show overall for E3. Um, I started actually ranking them, and this one came in at a pretty good, pretty good year, I think, for E3. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a good time. And from there, we have uh, Evan, as always, on here. Actually, you missed last week now, I think about it. Yeah, well, no, I was on, I only did the one with you, I think. I mean, the, the, the last uh, the... Spawncast, you weren't here last time because you were working. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'd work, sadly. Yeah. Had to get, work for the man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, right over there, we got Philip back fresh from uh, from L.A., I guess, right? Yeah, I survived my first yeah. E3. It was amazing. I'm back. Happy to be back. Happy to have went. So it was great. Did you get, yeah. did you get a bunch of uh, footage from E3? Um, I got a lot of footage um, with my GoPro Karma Grip that I said that I had, but I didn't get as much like vloggy footage as I wanted to because the mic on that Karma is like terrible and I don't know. It was, yeah, you pretty much got to you pretty yeah. much get one of those DSLRs with the shotgun mic, right? And just kind of get a handle yep. and just live with it, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. just got to get good. Get it good looked at like the that's what a lot of people they were using. They just had a handle and the DSLR, and then they just went with it. Yeah, it seemed like like every other person had a camera and was trying to <laughs> vlog. So it was pretty crazy. I mean, you're at E3, right? You got to take a camera. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, or yeah. cool. So um, yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of announcements, obviously. Some good, some some seemingly bad, which was kind of odd. Um, some weird decisions on some companies' parts. But let's, uh, I mean, let's let's just talk about some of the games we saw. What what was what was like your favorite game, guys? You can start with Dave. What was your favorite man of the show? Um. Probably Super Mario Odyssey, since I got to play that the most. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was a great game. I really you liked... said that thing was running at sixty frames, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, there, I think they adjusted something in the demo because the desert level looked a lot better, like maybe ten eighty p sixty frames, and the New Donk City looked like it was like seven twenty p. Lots of low, like uh, jaggies and stuff like that. So I don't know. Mm. There was some. Obviously, the game's not done yet, but. Uh, it was really good though. The game is fantastic. I, I like. I really like that they mechanics. decided to go with frame rate instead of resolution. If anything, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, and and the uh, the whole the whole thing about the game. Um, I really like how they did the, the the hat mechanic. How you can take possession of different characters to get you farther in the in the levels. Open up new things about uh, where you need to go, for example. And then of course the whole three D to two D thing they did um, is really cool. It looks like it's going to be um, a mainstay for the game. Which I can't wait. I mean, that that's just so so much fun to go from playing like Super Mario sixty four to like Super Mario Brothers two D instantaneously. That's like a huge boost of like uh, euphoria you get. You know, you get all hype. A lot of people are that. saying they're getting like Mario sixty four vibes from it. Did it did it have that kind of feeling to it when you're playing it? Oh, a little a little bit actually. Yeah. Like like a Super Mario three D World meets Mario sixty four. Like the perspective looked a little bit like Mario three D World in some parts, and then Mario sixty four in other parts. But the the amount of motion you can do with Mario is just amazing. He, he he's more acrobatic than ever. You can you can do absolutely anything with him. He's just uh, he's all over the place. It's, it's really a pretty fun. it's a pretty game too, isn't it? Like I looked at it and I'm like, man, a game like that 
really stands up to pretty much, I mean, games coming out of the 4K Xbox One X. You yeah. kind of look at Mario Odyssey and you're like, wow, that is a bright, colorful, creative-looking game. Yeah, yeah. besides the New Donk City level, the other level was fantastic. It had uh, the textures look extremely high resolution, like uh, you could, like it's just so clear. And um, it's just very detailed. It's like yeah. like bump mapping and like, everything was really good. Just New Donk City had a little bit of flat flatness going on with the city. It, it didn't look as impressive. Maybe they're maybe they'll still be polishing that up to release. I don't know. Or a patch gets released. Maybe who knows? You know, nowadays you can pretty much release. You can pretty much put out a broken game and then fix it. And, and after <laughs> you know it sells, <laughs> not that they would, but we've seen that with Mass Effect and no several Man's other Sky. games. Yeah. <laughs> no Man's Sky. That game's completely different now, but people still won't try it because. Yeah. Of, of how it was when it came out so um what about you max what was your game of the show man spider-man and i'm surprised to say that that was the type of game that i was like okay like i'm i'm set a seven out of ten excited for this it's just going to be another cool action game but actually seeing it move and flow and seeing the gameplay being this interesting mix of like arkham asylum combat with quick time events and just cinematically flowing from a rooftop fight to chasing a helicopter and knowing that the bad guy is going to be Mr. Negative. My hype for that just, I mean, way, way more than anything I expected. That was the game that actually surprised me the most. I was expecting to like it. I ended up loving what I saw. So I'm curious. I'm, yeah, I'm curious about Spider-Man as well, because they, they're talking about the story because we still don't know a lot about the story, right? They're talking about Peter Parker, but then they're talking about Morales and I'm, yeah. I'm kind of between, I'm like, well, which Spider-Man are we dealing with here? I, I think that they're going to try and dip their toes in a little bit of everything. This kind of looks like the Spider-Man game for Spider-Man fans. Like, Mr. Negative is a pretty deep-cut villain that you don't see a lot of. Even Mr. Negative's mythos is kind of confusing, where he's like this super nice guy who accidentally gets infused with, like, dark negative magic that makes him basically be, like, Marvel's answer to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He's a philanthropist by day and a supervillain by night. So I'm assuming that we'll probably end up with, like, maybe two different Spider-Mans at the same time dealing with this dual problem. I, I'm just speculating on that behalf, but that sounds exactly like what I want from a superhero game. Really sloppy and interesting and with tons of side quests. Sure. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. If it can live up to um, like Spider-Man 2, for example. I, I love Spider-Man 2 on the original Xbox or the PS2. Yeah. Big yeah. open world. You can climb to the top of like the Empire State Building, jump off, and then like zip line right before you hit the ground, kind of thing. And it was, I don't know, it just felt like you were Spider Man in that game, well, you know? And it was funny. That's something I feel like all the Spider Man games have overlooked since then is that Spider Man is all about his sense of humor. That's like his coping mechanism for the insanity of being a super genius saving the world is, man, I have to constantly make cringy jokes to even cope with this. And it was I, weird how a lot of people were like pointing that out. They're like, oh, it's so corny. I'm like, what? Well, is this your first time seeing Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like, what he does. Uh, it's it's yeah. That's exactly what he does. Yeah. Um, Evan, what about you, man? What was your what was your game at E three? If you had to pick one, probably the big one for me was Anthem. Just because, yeah. yeah, it was. It seems to be a big one for a lot of people, but for me at least, I I used to play a game called Firefall. I don't know if anyone was familiar with it. Yeah, Anthem Firefall. has. Yeah, you, I know you did, but yeah, Anthem had a lot of. Uh, aspects to it that made me feel like how I wanted Firefall to be before they just kept balling it up and destroying it over time. Um, so it was this really cool idea and to see it kind of get realized as a sort of more microcosmic game instead of it being a massive MMO, having it be like small parties or individual. It, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks interesting. I just, I want to see how deep that game really is when you get a little yeah, further along. Cause it was cause pretty, I'm, I mean, it was almost like they show as a tech demo demo of it really. And um, I'm definitely, uh, yeah, I'm definitely super, super worried because it, 
did feel a lot like when they announced the division, when Ubisoft announced division yeah. before. Like it, you see all that cool stuff, and you're thinking, "Wow, this is going to be incredible!" And then the game lands, and it's nothing like it. And you're just like, "Oh no!" Also, we were seeing so. pre-alpha footage, and you never know with Bioware or just any games in general that look that pretty. There's a chance it comes out and it has to be downgraded. Who knows? You yeah. know, but yeah. As long as the gameplay elements look cool. I mean, they, they have, there's so many cool things you can do. They're talking about those suits. What if you can upgrade every part of the suit? What if you get new suits, depending on what you find in the world? There's a lot of stuff they can do with the game, depending on how deep they want to go with it. Really, it depends on how long they let them kind of keep it in the oven and kind of work on it, you know, before they inevitably have to put it out. But uh, what about what about you, Philip? You were there. Um, I don't know if there's anything you played or checked out. Um, what, what would be your game of the, yeah. of the E3? I, um, I played a couple different games, but the, what I played the most of and... What I walked away the most impressed with was Mario Odyssey also um, for, for a couple different reasons, but primarily just because it's such a nice mix of like the new generation Mario and also like a return to form. I, I think, you know, with a lot of like Mario 64 type elements, as well as like the 2D stuff that they added in, like inside of all the levels is like really cool. And the motion controls also like with the hat, like you can throw the hat with the buttons but then they also say that you can or you can also throw the hat with motion controls and they say that it's you know oh it's better to use motion controls it's you know you're more accurate with motion controls and you would think like oh they're just saying that because they're trying to push it's a weird it statement content. right if you really think about it <laughs> yeah but in all honesty it's really intuitive and it is pretty accurate too like it, it just takes a little bit of getting used to but once you get into it like there's like the, all these little movements like to actually do the whole spin around like spin the hat around mario trick you have to use both joy cons to get it going and then you just kind of like use one to keep the spin going and like the harder you spin the wider the hat goes so it's like it's really cool and then also like of course the possession of the enemies you can really that adds a lot to the platforming like i was possessing bullets to speed myself through the level because i was like running out of time you only have 10 minutes to play and so I kept dying at a certain point, and so I tried to speed run all the way to the end, and I just like possessed like three bullets along the way, and it really helped. Like I got past certain parts that if I was just Mario, it would have taken a lot longer. So did, did they let you guys try out any of the co-op stuff at all? I assume not, right? Uh, not us normies. No, not me. No. You guys get to check out the co-op <laughs> stuff because it actually looks kind of cool. I mean, it looks like they actually give the second play or something to actually do. Uh, even though they're not the main focus. Did you guys see that at all? I know you guys were at E3. I don't know if you got a chance I, to catch that. I didn't that, see any of that, personally. I, I Did you? saw it, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, pretty, footage, pretty, yeah. it's pretty cool. What you do is um, someone controls the hat, essentially, and they are able to pretty much control the hat yeah. completely. So if you're jumping and running with Mario, the other person kind of use, like, I think the analog stick or motion controls and can just pretty much go out and collect anything they need to, except for um, the moons. You can't collect any of the moons with the hat. You have to get Mario there, but... There was one puzzle they showed where there were music notes everywhere and it had a very short timer for them to disappear. But when the person, the second player, uh, took control of Cappy, I think is what they call him, Cappy, uh, he flew around and collected them all real quick and then the, the moon popped up for Mario to go get. So it looks like a cool idea. Um, Cappy can go off screen, but the, the, um, the camera never moves from Mario. And a lot of people are trying to figure out how would you control the camera because then you're losing an analog stick. You just have one. Apparently, you hold one of the buttons. I think it was X. And then you can kind of it'll, – it'll plant the camera, and then you can rotate it with the uh, joystick. Oh. Um, so, but, I mean, it's not something you're normally going to do. Obviously, it's when you have a friend over or something, and you're like, hey, take this Joy-Con, and you, you can be the cap. <laughs> you can be the hat. Um, but uh, it's uh, – you know, it's, it's not bad. It's almost like – I almost kind of looked at it like – when you play Sonic 2 or 3 and you give somebody another controller, let them play Tails, and, you know, Tails just dies usually right in the beginning. <laughs> well, Super Mario Galaxy had that, too. There's somebody take the Wii Remote second player and do the little uh, uh, wand thing, you know, to, to get stars for you. Yeah, and to, to shoot. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it does look like um, it just looks like this time you you have uh, they can help you a lot more. Um, some of the puzzles looked way easier with another person. So yeah, it sounds a little closer to the Jet Force Gemini co-op that yeah. they have where you can control the little robot. Yep, I have to say, if my my favorite game, other than what you guys have said, because you guys picked a lot of the good ones, is probably Dragon Ball Z Fighters. That looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. that game, it looks. I saw it, and I, I seriously, for a second, I thought that they were showing us like an anime or something, because it looks that good. And it's it's um, apparently people from Guilty Gear are working mm. on it. Yeah, I've played um, so, other I've played other fighters on that engine, and it's fantastic it's smooth and it looks wonderful as a 2d thing so this is gonna be great for the dbz yep. fighting games yeah and it, it looks it just looks like an actual but i think a lot of people in like the esports stuff have been looking for a dragon ball z game that they can kind of bring in and actually mm-hmm. play because i mean most people in esports that do fighters love dragon ball z i mean it's just mm-hmm. you know it's, it's what most people grew up with who like you know fighting games and stuff you watch dragon ball z on tv while you're playing street fighter or something and um i think just based on what it looked like it almost looked like an old school kind of marvel vs. capcom type because people were mm-hmm. jumping in and assisting they were switching but they also yeah. made it so that if somebody gets knocked out and they have to bring someone else in they had like this mechanic where they would do the stalemate in the middle they'd both backflip and then they'd start so it um but yeah the, i mean the combat looks good the visuals look great and then you have like someone like boo like destroy the entire environment and then they started in a new stage basically so they have that too but mm-hmm. they're doing uh they're actually doing a closed beta and they're gonna try to release it by next year so the closed beta they said it's this summer and it's already i mean it's summer now so it could be any time but uh that it looks, looks like good. they got the same artist from dbz right the same guy yeah oh yeah yeah no i don't exactly I, people the same. Are, they're doing like all the hand-drawn stuff and it just mm-hmm. i don't know it just looks awesome i'm, I'm excited for that game it just so. looks so fast that's what got me is that I'm, I'm a big guilty gear guy i've reviewed a lot of the guilty gear games and i just i love the fact that those games are just all about chaining combos and you screw up something and somebody lands a super move and you just chain in two other characters i just i love that we're having such a fast version every time i see dragon ball z i kind of get afraid that it's gonna be a little more rpg it's like xenoverse was fun but it's so much slower than anything i expected yeah now i'm uh, it just it, it looks fun that's all i know it looks fun I, I might not be the best at it but it looks like i would have a lot of fun playing it just because it's, it's dragon ball z i don't know if, especially if they add like a like a story mode in or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it might just end up coming out and it just has an arcade mode and then like a versus and, you know, stuff like that because they want it to be just a straight fighting game, but they could do some cool stuff with it. Um, but I, yeah, it was, you know, it was a good E3 overall. They had some big blockbuster games, but um, if you guys had to look at it, what would be your, what was your favorite conference? I guess from the, from the, the you can even say like the smaller B grade ones, um, like, like you could say like a, like an EA or whoever, but what, what was your guys' favorite conference? I I have to say Ubisoft because even though Ubisoft didn't show my favorite games and they didn't show the most games, it seemed the most genuine when the director of uh, Mario Rabbids is literally crying with pride as Shigeru Miyamoto compliments his work on the game and seeing the Beyond Good and Evil 2 team come on stage just haphazardly. Like, clearly that wasn't planned. They just, like, were so excited that they were finally doing a project that's been secretly in development for 15 years. They're just, like, <laughs> so happy to show you a scrap of concept art, man. So that was my favorite because it actually seemed genuine. And let's face it, a lot of the other conferences this year were really cut and dry. Like, a lot of the other ones were like, press play, let's watch this 45-minute presentation, clap at the end. Yep, yeah, but you could tell, you could tell they really cared, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was really cool. Um, what about what about the other guys? What are you, what are you thinking? I liked, um, I really like Nintendo's press conference the most. Um, and it's not just because I have a Switch channel, guys, I swear. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, right. I just really, I think that they, you know, Reggie, 
earlier this year or like late last year, he said, you know, and he's and he's kind of been famous for saying, we're listening, we're listening. And I really feel like they really are listening this time. They gave us a lot of announcements that we've been wanting to hear um, and some stuff more recent than like, you know, or some stuff less longer anticipated than, you know, other things like a Rocket League for the Switch type of thing that kind of happened quickly, I think. Um, but and also like, you know, the final final big unveil of like Metroid Prime 4, which actually wasn't a big unveil. I, I think that they took us it a little bit final. Yeah, they just popped it in the middle. Yeah, I think they took us like a little too literally when we were like, oh, I would just be so happy to see just like a logo on the screen. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like we, we saw like, that. Okay. And it was like a little <laughs> underwhelming. Like, yeah, it's like, yes, we got the Metroid thing. But it's like now we want more, you know, but we're and always we going to want more. Yeah, I guess we got a 2D Metroid, which is cool. That was yeah. that was nice. So thanks it's, it was definitely better than the Pokemon <laughs> announcement where they kind of like showed up in his art room and he's like, oh, hey, hey oh, yeah, Pokemon's coming. Pokemon RPG's yeah. coming. You know? <laughs> okay. Like yeah. that was that was the biggest, uh, I think, knee jerk reaction I've ever seen right there. Because, you know, that looked like they filmed it like two days ago. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. From the start, just kind of pasted it in there and editing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but Dave, what was your what was your favorite, Dave? Uh, I'll have to go with Nintendo personally, uh, just because, uh, yeah, it was short, but it was very like hard hitting, and obviously Metroid Prime was the surprise everyone uh, wasn't expecting. Um, and then it, it kind of went into the treehouse after that with the Metroid Samus Returns, and that was just amazing the way they did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, here's another core Metroid game for you, you know. So uh, for me, I kind of like want to take that whole experience there the first hour or hour and a half that they showed as the entire presentation i didn't want to judge it just in the 25 minutes because it's really not all they did so i was really impressed with that because it seemed like they really were listening to the fans and um and just announcing it makes fans happy obviously it was trending as number three metroid prime 4 as the number three uh rated game of e3 i think the second day or something like that on ign and they didn't show any footage of it so it goes to show that fans want to know that these games are coming. So and then Nintendo listened, and they gave you two Metroid games in in one hour. Yeah, didn't didn't you say something about that uh, a little while ago? <laughs> yeah, uh, it was, it, I, just, I said I it was remember, rumored, and nobody believed me. But I just I, remember I, the no picked up Spawncast basically. It was like, <laughs> oh, you know, you know, sketchy track record. And there you go. Now they're they're not going to say anything about it now. But yeah, the, the, right. the no the no didn't mention it after that. They just said, oh, we got two Metroids. Yay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, Ch- Chad over in Super Chat says, yes, we're working on Metroid Prime and Pokemon Switch. Now stop asking us. That's that's probably what happened. They were like, hey, just throw that throw that stuff in the, you know, in the in the direct so people will stop spamming us. Um, although we're going to still ask about Mother 3, so maybe that's next mm-hmm. up. <laughs> but the thing is, it's, hi- it's highly, highly unlikely that Nintendo was sitting there watching my channel, your channel, and be like, okay, we're going to have to announce Metroid now. It's ridiculous. It's more about the entire outcry that happened back in 2015, 2016 with Metroid Prime Federation Force, and people were oh, like, yeah. no, 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 no. And they're like, okay, we get you. Yeah, it's, it's a collective <laughs> effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they definitely took that into account. They were like, well, when was the last time a Prime game came out? Okay, we pretty much missed all of the Wii U, essentially. Yeah, let's do it now, you know, kind of thing. I mean, think about it. I mean, the, the, they missed, uh, Metroid missed the Nintendo 64. So, you know, it's almost like and generation. It missed the Wii U. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it missed the Wii U. Yeah, it went like, it missed the 64. Okay, we put it out 
on the GameCube. Then they put it out on the Wii, surprisingly. Then you know, then it jumped to the jumped the Wii U. So and my second favorite game of E3 has to be that Metroid game on 3DS. Oh, wow! Yeah. I mean, I'm just blown away by that. It's so so good. Same. I mean, they I did show us a bunch of it. So I, I spent all we watched some dying about it actually. I, was I that spent... playable on the on the floor? I didn't know. I didn't see no. it anywhere. It was a playable no. on Treehouse though, and Media. There was those special press pass guys. They got to play it. Okay. Oh, IGN. Need that yeah. special Spot. press pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No. That. Uh, yeah. They did it on Treehouse for a while though. They play, they played. They played a lot. Evan and I were watching and we're like, "That's the third boss." The three boss. Like, three yeah. boss. <laughs> yeah. So I want fantastic. Some I want it now. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it's it's out <laughs> soon, isn't it? It's not long. September. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like already they basically already finished it and they're like, "Yeah, let's go and announce it." You know. So it's um. That's good. Yeah, other person, uh, someone else in the super chat asked, "Where is where's Smash Bros?" Though, yeah, that is a question, you know. And that's from uh, they cited that from Nintendo fans, which I think is correct. But I, uh, I don't, I don't understand don't, why I don't think the outcry is there enough yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not enough people want it. <laughs> I I've seen some Nintendo speculation people, like some of the bigger voices in the the Nintendo leaker and speculation community, guessing that it's going to be an early 2018 thing. That they're afraid of unleashing too many ports, even though Nintendo has gone on record saying we only re-release a game from the Wii U if it has something giant and deluxe that makes it worth bringing back. The way we're not just giving you the same game twice. So everybody's guessing that they're going to drop it like early 2018 to be like, okay, you guys have had a Switch. There's a bunch of people. You have all these other games you've been enjoying. Also, here's this like best hit from the last generation. Maybe well, I don't, know if, you're, I don't know if you're aware of this, guys, but uh, Reggie just said in an interview, I think yesterday or two years ago, that they are going to bring more Wii U ports to the Switch because Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and mm-hmm. uh, Zelda sell so uh, well that they are, in fact, going to make more ports, I guess, with canceled DLC from the Wii U or something like that or whatever, make them better. Well, I mean, it's either you have it or you don't, so... Mm-hmm. put it on there why we'll decide if we want to buy it you know i, I don't yeah, i don't fault yeah. them at all for porting that stuff over because if i don't want it i just won't buy it mm-hmm. i don't understand why so many people were like almost certain that we were getting a smash this year because like for me it, it just never added up with like arms releasing at e3 essentially or like you know mm-hmm. the week of e3 they had like you know so much arm stuff going on at that booth i know that we didn't see like what was ha- or what the booth was going to look like beforehand but like they had arms tournaments happening they had um you know uh, like the splatoon tournaments happening on stage and i just feel like another um sort of competitive like fighting game announcement would especially smash brothers would have totally taken away from the excitement of arms you know which just mm-hmm. just came out yesterday right mm-hmm. so yep yep i went out uh, oh good yeah. good the only time smash brothers ever launched on the nintendo system was gamecube and that was like a month after launch in december 2001 that was Smash Brothers Melee. So I didn't expect them to announce anything either. Maybe they would say for next year, yeah, but we don't know yet for sure. We'll see. Yeah, I think we'll get it early next year. I really do. Like Nintendo's, before summer. Uh, Nintendo's an interesting company because they have their Nintendo Directs, which are basically mini E3 presentations. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes they go to 15 or 20 minutes for a certain Direct, so they can pretty much just kind of load it up and fire it whenever they want to put a Direct out there. Um, so they could, they could, they usually have a direct in like early December or something, don't they? Like when the holidays starting to well, kind of get done. August, usually August. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they always have the early fall one. That's what everyone's kind of looking yeah. towards now. Yeah, maybe they'll say, "Hey, Smash Bros is coming in like you know, I don't know, February 2018 or something." It's coming tomorrow. Download it now. Basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surprise. It's already at Walmart. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there were there were some other interviews where they talked to Reggie about uh, voice chat being a thing and how. <laughs> 
apparently you will have to use the phone no matter what. And then, but they did say oh. that the um the, the what we saw with the Splatoon, all those wires everywhere. He did make mention that's just one setup that you can use. I'm hoping that means Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. like across it, the board you know because yeah. yeah who wants like all those wires everywhere but then an interesting thing happened today where people were uh did you see this where people were tweeting uh discord and uh apparently discord is like yeah we'll make an app for the switch if they want it hmm. i didn't see that but good yeah that just popped up like a couple hours ago um I, how I interesting is that? yeah you could have discord and if it can run in the background then i mean that that's solves the thing those though, problems right? That's the thing, yeah. yeah. If it can run so. in the background. But the point was is that your smartphone is required. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he, he did say yes. They asked him. They were like, uh, does that mean smartphones are required? He's like, yeah, you need a smartphone. So and then like, they asked awesome. him, uh, hey, what about virtual console, Reggie? And he's like, we never used that term. <laughs> they, they did. Lies. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> they did. I mean, it's kind of the point. Did you see the new accessories that <laughs> Nyko put out? Um, did you see the new accessories that Nyko have, uh, they kind of unveiled at e3 and one of them is a a, mm, a, a mm-hmm. rip that holds your cell phone mm-hmm. mm. yeah so we are yeah they're going to be putting your smartphone i've actually got to the point where i've just i've thought about just getting a separate smartphone just for this i'm not even kidding like just a cheap one like something i don't care about and i just leave it in that holster all the time <laughs> i guess that feels like it's that gonna be so heavy and clunky i i hate that idea man i hate that was that so idea. funny though because i did a, a video on that uh months ago about required smartphone and in my thumbnail i put that same exact picture that i made up just having the smartphone attached to the uh mm. the switch on top of it <laughs> a dual screen setup there you go <laughs> they saw it they were like I, we got yeah, it. this is the money <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um, anyway, uh, so we did also get uh, the Xbox One X completely, right? We got the pricing, we got the specs, and then they showed it off. Now, <laughs> what are your guys' initial thoughts on the pricing for the system? Because there are people kind of on both sides of the fence. Too expensive. It's a good price for what you get. Uh, but even analysts everywhere, uh, uh, Michael Pactor, who I seem to always differ in opinions on, seems to have the same opinion as me that it's a little too pricey. What do, what do you guys think exactly? Yeah, I, I think a, a hair too much is what I would say. Even 450 or 400 just something about the fact that it is double the price of even if you got a $250 Xbox uh, One normally, this is double the price for a slightly better console. It just seems like double the cost for a 15% upgrade maybe just seems so ridiculously excessive. You can buy uh, an Xbox One and a PS4 for that price. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's too much for me. Personally, I didn't. I wasn't impressed, and um, especially after seeing Digital Foundry do its run through. <laughs> I was going to talk about that. Oh too. my <laughs> gosh! And a uh, hundred dollars more expensive than PS4 Pro, and it's it's yes, it's more powerful, but they're still using the same techniques to fake 4K and checkerboard. So, am I seeing the benefit really? And then plus Assassin's Creed Origin, even though it's, it's alpha, we'll give it that. It's not done. It was running in checkerboard, but they also said that it was basically the Xbox One version kind of up rendered to 4k with a little bit extra you know draw distance and stuff like that and it's like nah, i'm not seeing it i'm not seeing it not 500 dollars. yeah you know the so, the, pro- the problem is they're not going to develop for a system that honestly let's be let's be realistic here a million units maybe by the end of next year if that well so phil spencer did a really long interview that was incredibly interesting i want to say it was with GameSpot, and you guys should watch because it's really interesting and it was phil spencer really coming at the xbox one x 
from the developer's standpoint, because he started as a developer for the original Xbox back in the day. And he was really talking about that they wanted to make it as a device where developers could maximize potential. So it has a bigger toolbox is kind of how he said. He said that he definitely had talked to developers who had made a big, shiny game. And it didn't say Watch Dogs, but the way he said it, it kind of sounded like Watch Dogs, where you make this giant, shiny game, and then it comes time to put it on the PlayStation 4 Xbox One, and they had to substantially downgrade it because these are powerful consoles, but they're not nearly as powerful as even a mid to high range PC. So he said basically that they're one of the Xbox One X to be something where you can more evenly bring it over. So in the future, it may be that games that are developed starting now actually just look better. I'm curious. I'm still not sold on it, but I'm keeping an open mind and it's definitely piqued my interest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Evan, what... You looked at the Xbox One X and it's $500. Yeah, I mean, we walked into it and I was already in the state of like, I'm not going to buy this. I'm still there. Like, it's not that interesting to me as a system because it does still feel like the heavy emphasis is on the possibility of more VR. And mm -hmm. we already saw a lot of the crowd reaction when Sony did their little VR segment where no Ugh. one really cared about it. <laughs> so, like, it's just not interesting to me at all that they would put that much more power, not even a lot more power, just a little more power into something. Mm -hmm and then ask you to buy it again. Really just, I, I wished whatever millions of dollars they dumped into this, they put into any number of studios to get their own games coming yeah. out. Because most of their yeah. announcements were still heavily based on the third party, which we're going to be seeing everywhere. And On your computer? Cool. Yeah, on, on computer, everything. Even though it was cool, it's still just like, why did you do this? It's not yeah. it, Including really. Anthem. Yeah. 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 yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, Anthem will probably look really good on like, like a 1080 Ti or something. Um, what uh, what are you thinking, Philip, over there? Yeah, I agree with a lot of you guys. I'm I was really surprised that they went ahead and made another console for five hundred dollars, especially after you know the original Xbox One debuted at five hundred dollars, and that was a huge mistake. So why would they do that again? You know, I I, I was so sure that they were gonna do it at four hundred. I thought four hundred was gonna be the number because PS4 Pro came out at four hundred, right? Yeah, it still is yeah. 400, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. So, like, for them to release something that's just only a little better, you know, and doesn't have sweet exclusives, um, but will, you know, work for the devs, like, it's just not, like, it's not going to work for us, you know? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, the de a lot of devs seem to like it, but it doesn't seem to work for us. So, yeah. I just don't see that, I don't think it justifies that upgrade just yet. Well, let me hit you with this statistic. You guys can tell me what you think. The PS4 and the PS4 Pro. So the PS4 still sells well, right? I mean, it's, it sells all the time. One in five PS4s that sell is a PS4 Pro, and it's $400. What do you think is going to happen with an Xbox One X that is double the price of an Xbox One S that's right next to it? I mean, are we thinking one in 10? Yeah, 100%. I, I think one in 10. That's the number I had in my head right out of the gate, is that for every nine people that are, or every, every 10 people walk into a store, nine are going to walk out with just the normal old Master Chief Collection giant VHS-sized uh, console that plays Halo and Gears of War, and then one is going to upgrade to the thing that plays the exact same games but with more rain effects. I think guys who were who were uh, having an Xbox One already, they could trade theirs in and get a, a uh, mm -hmm. Xbox One X, basically, and get a discount. Like, So it's made for Xbox fans, I think. I don't think new consumers, unless they're people who are looking to upgrade to a PC and didn't want to spend $1,000, an Xbox One X might be a good choice for all that third-party stuff, and they don't care about exclusives. So, yeah, it's a very limited amount of people. Like.
Yeah, one in ten probably. I mean, if you really look at the Xbox One S, it's actually a tremendous value. The because uh, it streams at 4K, it plays ultra high def Blu-rays at 4K, and it plays games. So you kind of look at like an ultra high def Blu-ray player is like anywhere from two to three hundred dollars on its own. So why wouldn't you just buy the Xbox One S? It's almost like the situation we were in with the PS2 when that came out and it played DVDs. People were like, well, I'm just going to buy a PS2 because it's the mm-hmm. same price as a DVD player. In this case, if you have a 4K TV, you enjoy physical Blu-ray media because, let's face it, that still gives you the best picture compared to like streaming or something. You're mm-hmm. probably just going to buy an Xbox One S. You might mm-hmm. not buy an Xbox One X because maybe you're buying it for media. Um, but I, I, I see the S selling very well. We might get It might get... Uh, uh, more away from what I said, I might get to one to 15 or something, you know, one in 15. Mm-hmm. Um, it really could. So, uh, and we also have to wait for the 4k market to really be adopted more and more by the mass consumer, because I, if ever, whenever I'm in Walmart, um, and I'm looking for games, if I need a, a switch game or a PS4 game or something that comes out, I go there first because they're right next door to me. Basically they're like right up the road and people are always looking at TVs, but they never look at the 4k TVs because they're like six or $700. They're looking at the $300, 1080p TV, um, every time. And it's like, how long until you can walk into Walmart and get a $300 4k TV that has HDR, you know, that's more than a 40 inch TV, because really, if you get anything that's less than 40 inches, it's it, the 4K image is going to be less and less noticeable. Mm-hmm. Well, what I think Microsoft's going to do is that they're going to uh, ship just a little, you know, like a little bit at a time. And you, when you go to Best Buy, you'll see your 10, your stack of 10 Xbox Ones. And then next to it, you'll have like two or three uh, Xbox One X systems and then they'll sell those three you know that week and they'll ship another three and then um as long as they're making profit on each uh system sold the microsoft might be okay with that this is a little crazy i almost thought um they like microsoft doesn't want the x to sell as much they'd rather sell you the s mm-hmm. i have a feeling um because it's probably cheaper now for them to make that with how the chips shrink and it's easier to get the parts and there's no external mm-hmm. power brick anymore and and really they make money if you buy a game so they'd rather you spend four hundred dollars which is a hundred dollars less than the x when you walk into a store because you'll buy the xbox one s which last christmas they got down to two hundred dollars with minecraft on certain mm-hmm. sales i know it was like that at walmart and then you take the other 200 and you buy games with it or you buy your xbox live you know six dollar xbox live car but they make nothing but profit on they mm-hmm. want you to do that the x almost makes it look the s just look like an impulse buy almost right because it's half the price mm-hmm. um I, I don't know. It, it seems it seems easy to sell that S now with the X kind of lurking over it. Well, and I'm not sure if y'all have read those those stats. This is totally weird and it's kind of off the cuff, but uh, uh, kids from uh, it's like children nine to sixteen, their most trusted console. They are like ranking brand trusts. Kids actually trust and enjoy the Xbox One S more than any other console right now, or American kids, anyways. Which seems so bizarre. Of like. I'm not sure how their advertising is working, but for some reason, kids, that is like the go-to thing now, which I think because Microsoft doesn't care about the kids like Sony does. Yeah, well, (laughs) you also got to remember, I mean, Microsoft pushes Minecraft pretty hard against their system, but then they also, as crazy as it sounds, this is going to sound crazy, people still view the Xbox as the Call of Duty box. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's weird to think about, right? Because Sony like has bought the marketing like two years in a row for that game. They've bought marketing for a lot of games right now, mostly because they don't have a lot of exclusives coming out this Christmas. So they're just buying up marketing for third party games. But people still look at the Xbox as like, like let's say you're a kid and your brother is like really into sports. Like he's your big brother. He's in the sports. He likes doing shooting games like Battlefield and stuff. He probably has an Xbox just because he enjoys like Madden and all this stuff. It sounds crazy, but the Xbox from my time in retail was always like, I don't want to say the dude bro, 
you know, machine, but it was like the mainstream consumer machine. Even though the PS4 sold better, if someone came in and was like, hey, you got that NBA 2K, they would pick mm -hmm. up the Xbox One with it, you know? Oh. And it's just what it was. So if your big brother is doing it, you're going to be like, well, it's the Call of Duty box and it has Minecraft. Yeah, I trust that Xbox. You know, it seems to be why that, I think that's why that survey was a little skewed, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure they just like, which of these do you want to play Minecraft on? Oh, the Xbox? Oh, it's the most trusted console. Okay. <laughs> also, believe it or not, in, in the US, um, the PS4 and the Xbox One in terms of sales are closer than most people, I think, realize. Like, the PS4 doesn't really trounce the Xbox in the United States. It trounces it in Japan, like, a million times, yes, and in Europe, but not the US is, is kind of on Microsoft's side almost. It's interesting. Um, maybe because they're a US-based company. Mm -hmm. That's all I can assume. I mean, people buy American cars just because they're American around here, so um, that, that, that's all I can think of. Well, you also look at where Microsoft, like, puts a lot of their marketing and they do things like at the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like lots of football games and, you know, lots of American things, American things, right? Yeah. So Yeah, you see a lot of know. Sony advertising at, like, uh, like soccer games and stuff in Europe. You see a lot of advertising for Sony there. Um, yeah. Switch, actually, kind of the Switch is doing that, too, now. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I f I've always felt like Sony has been more Europe and Japan and... Um, Microsoft has always been more United States and Canada, Mexico, mm -hmm. Antarctica, you know, so. <laughs> so, um, let's, uh, Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard that. that too for a minute. <laughs> all, all, all 130 citizens actually have Xboxes confirmed. <laughs> it, the one billboard ad in the town, just Xbox. <laughs> That's good. No one's going to replace it by that they, ad space. They bought the entire marketing rights to the continent of Antarctica. <laughs> That's a cold so. joke. <laughs> yeah, nice. So let's um let's talk about something that I, I saw you, Dave. You're pretty um uh, adamant or vocal about this on Twitter because it is kind of an odd thing happening right now, and that is like Capcom's attitude towards the Switch right now. Mm. And it's very it's very interesting because um there's been a lot of outcry. Which, by the way, I think Monster Hunter Worlds looks great or World it looks great. I'm gonna probably buy it on either the PC or the PS4, maybe maybe the X because I'll get I'm gonna buy the X day one, but um. It looks fantastic. Have you seen it, Philip? Did, did you see it at the show? I'm sorry, I missed what, what was Monster that? Hunter World. Did you see it at E3? Yeah, not the. I didn't see the Switch version, um, and I didn't get a no, chance no, to no, go. No, no, no one told him. No one told him. to the Switch. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I had double oh. uh, X, whatever, <laughs> stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. I, didn't, I didn't see that. No, no, no. I did not. Okay, well, it looks it, it's extremely good. And uh, originally, when the game was shown, I I wasn't sure. Other people weren't sure. We thought it, maybe it was a spinoff, but it was confirmed that it is the next uh, mainline game in Monster Hunter. That Capcom's going to their you know the next generation graphics and everything like that. But it's the exact. It's like Monster Hunter Four um, uh, improved in every way. And and I'm really excited for the online stuff. They they said you drop in, drop out anytime for your friends. So in the original Monster Hunter games, you had to actually meet up beforehand. You couldn't do that when you played missions together. So I'm really excited for that. And the animation looks amazing. And the, the dinosaur-looking character, you know, the big dinosaur-looking guys, T-Rex stuff looks really good. Um, I'm really excited for it. And, um, yeah, not coming to the Switch, though. Sorry. I wish it was. I'm, I'm really disappointed. But I understand why it's not. They really wanted that cross-play with the... Uh the 3ds 2ds xl like you know that whole thing happening with well, um here's the here's the other problem right now um the other, the other problem right now is that capcom has said right now they don't have any plans to um to port or localize monster hunter double cross right now 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a feeling the reason they're not localizing it now is because they're like like completely focused on Monster Hunter World. They need to get that out. They need to get it patched if it needs patches and just get that done. And then we'll probably see Monster Hunter Double Cross in the West probably next year at some point, mm-hmm. more than likely, maybe mid to late next year. Yeah. Because um, they'll want to release the, 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 the 2DS, 3DS version and the Switch version probably alongside each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason just, why... The reason why it's so disappointing is because it's a mainline Monster Hunter game, and for it to miss a Nintendo system, you know, fans have have been going on. They're upset about it, of course, and I've seen yeah. videos, you know, at FU Capcom, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but uh, you know, fans have every right to be upset. You know, they really do because uh, the Switch is supposed to be a home console you can take on the go with you. I mean, that sounds like Monster Hunter to me, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, for it to actually not come to the system. And for Capcom to say we have no plans for it is uh, it, it's really bad. It's bad news. Well, I think in my people, opinion. <laughs> people forget that Monster Hunters actually sold better on Sony consoles than it did on Nintendo consoles. And although it did sell really well on Nintendo consoles, I think now they're wanting to experiment and go, okay, can we get these crazy sales numbers again if we jump on the Sony bandwagon? So this just could be a one-generation experiment. But people are definitely flipping out right now. I think it was Monster Hunter on the uh, PSP, PSP that sold the, uh-huh. the highest, right? It was, it was like, like Freedom like, 2 freedom, or something. Was, now, it's Freedom Unite, yeah, 6.1. Yeah. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. I own it, actually, and I don't like Monster Hunter that much. <laughs> but, like, I'm sure Sony fans, PSP fans, were really mad when it made the jump to Nintendo consoles, you know? So it's almost mm-hmm. like almost like Turnabout, I guess, but it's going to be on so many systems that mm-hmm. more than likely are going to have access to it, right? I mean, it's going to be on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. I mean, it's... <laughs> the, the thing is, the thing is uh, John, is that... Look at the Xbox One sales in Japan, right? Yeah, no, it's bad. The Wii U outsells it. Yeah, so it sells like 200 systems per week, and it's getting this next Monster Hunter game. The Switch is number one since it launched, and it's not getting it. So that's the that's the discrepancy here. That's yeah. Uh, well, I think, they, I think people. they're going with the Xbox One uh, mostly because it's already going to Windows with the PC anyway. And again, the Xbox One does sell well in the United States. And if you look at Monster Hunter World, it does look like they are trying their best to make get get a foothold in the west because while mm-hmm. it's very popular in japan it's still not a mainstream game here in the united states at mm-hmm. all it's it's mm-hmm. not people love playing it but if you go ask somebody who walks in and wants to buy call of duty about monster hunter they're going to look at you sideways be like what are you talking mm-hmm. about right um and, but that's who they want they want that person who's walking to buy call of duty to say give me monster hunter instead you know um mm-hmm. and that's why they're pushing it on so this is going to be i'm, I'm going to tell you guys now monster hunter world will be the best selling Monster Hunter game, just because it has, yep. I mean, it's going to have the biggest install base it's ever seen on release day, right? I mean, that's oh. it. It's going to have PC, it's going to have PS4 and Xbox One. That's easily over, what, 120 million people probably who could mm-hmm. potentially buy it on day that's one. Good point. Well, and I think the naming is really smart. Like, I think stuff like having your title be Monster Hunter for Ultimate, titles like that long do intimidate people. Like, we want to pretend like as hardcore gamers that doesn't put us off. But when you put those big numbers and big subtitles, that does distract people. So if you just say Monster Hunter World, people are like, I like worlds. What's up, bro? You got dinosaurs? Let's do this. Also, also it's getting released. It's getting simultaneously released all over the globe, all over the world. All over you know, the once. world. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, Max. Like, I feel like the naming of that is so perfect, especially for people who have never really been invested or known much about the series. The fact that it's called, there isn't a number there. The fact that it's called Monster Hunter World makes it feel almost like a new 
game, mm. it's like, oh, maybe this is the one I should just try out. Like, I should just test this one out, see how I like it. And because they're going to make it so so much more, like, easy to step into, it's like, there's no way that it's not going to be attractive unless it's just a horrible game, which I don't think it's going to be bad, so. Well, if you look at the effort they're putting into it, it, it is, they're putting so much effort into this game. And they're having a big presentation, I think, in Japan on the 20th, next week. Three, three days from now, they're having a live uh, live stream of the game. So we get to see a lot more of it there. So I'm excited to see well, what they oh, show. That'd be um, cool. I've seen a bunch of people, like even you, David, as you were saying just there, like the animation. I feel like that's the biggest key that they're really trying to put a ton more money in this is just looking at the animations. Because that's definitely a series where every time I've tinkered it with, it's like people have one fall animation and monsters like have one recoil animation. This is the first time where it looks like a living, breathing environment. So it definitely looks like they're like, okay, we're going to spend the $30 million to make this truly next-gen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, it's um, it's going to be interesting. Again, we, we don't know what's coming out. We know 2018, um, some early 2018, right? Maybe that's like yeah. a March release, maybe. Maybe February release, probably March, because mm-hmm. um, that's usually when a lot of games come out. But uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see when that actually does come out. Now, Dave, you alluded to this a little bit earlier today, earlier when we were talking, and I wanted to kind of talk about it a little more in depth, but... We talked about the Xbox One X on price, right, um, a little bit. But there is some interesting stuff that kind of came out when we were seeing it at E3. And the biggest one is that it will use checkerboard upscaling for more games than we originally thought. Because leading up to the release of the Xbox One X, at least up to E3, it kind of got pushed to us a lot. I don't know if it was just their marketing spin it's supposed to be a true 4K machine, right? That's yeah. People were saying I'm crazy. I swear that's what they were trying to push. I understand if you really get in depth and you look at interviews, they were saying you can use the power however you want. But mm. they, they said true 4K like 15 times. The chip itself says 4K on it. You don't exactly say that yeah. unless you're planning on really pushing that. Right. I think that's I think how we all understood it, is, it. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. what it is is that the the rendering output of the actual console itself outputs to 4K, but the rendering of the games, they can do whatever they want and do the checkerboard thing and all that kind of stuff. It's up to the developer. And then we're seeing alpha footage of games that are not finished yet. And mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of early to say that they won't have the majority yet 4K native, but so far we are actually seeing more that are checkerboard, and that's disappointing because it kind of it's kind of like almost like a false advertising kind of thing. You said true mm-hmm. 4K, and it's not. Yeah, and then they, but then they <laughs> but then the closer we got to E3, the more I noticed the interviews kind of changed a little bit, and mm-hmm. he started saying, um, "Well, the developers can use the power however they want." And, that's and once I saw that, I was like, "Oh no!" Because <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you guys a question. If it was going to checkerboard in the first place, why did they wait a year to release it? Why didn't they just build what Sony built last year? That's that's the million dollar question, literally. I don't understand why, if they even had a prototype that was as powerful as the Pro, it could be priced comparatively, why wait? It they could have built the exact same thing. They, they have access to AMD. They could have built the I, exact same thing. <laughs> that's definitely the most puzzling part of this equation is to come out a year later and be like, you guys want to see the future? And they pull off a cloth and it's the same thing we saw. It's like, okay. But uh, uh, you have to remember something too, is that the Sony PlayStation 4 Neo at the time, it was rumored in March 2016. And then, sure enough, uh, after they, it was confirmed, Microsoft announced their system. It, it, I'm just saying, maybe it was a knee-jerk reaction to Sony, and they they got to get their 4K system out quick, and it wasn't ready in time, and they needed more time to do it. That, That's yeah. my, that might be one thing. Do you, do you think they literally started R&D well, at that announcement date, basically? 
Well, no, they're always I all mean, these companies are always R and D something. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, just, just I don't know. It seems weird that that year delay is so puzzling to me. Yeah, Phil Spencer it's, it's was it, is that Phil Spencer right? He he uh, he said uh, he he said Mar- uh, March or not March. He said like 2015 or something like that. But who knows? Yeah, I'm just saying that it seemed like an awful weird timing that right after Sony announced their system, they come out with their system too. You know, hey, we got it too. You know, so. Yeah, it's um, I, it just it seems so odd because it's it's not true 4K all the time. And people are saying, well, Forza is uh, 4K 60, right? And that's great. Mm-hmm. But you know what else is 4K 60? Gran Turismo mm-hmm. on the on the PS4 Pro, and it looks good if you watch it. So yeah, they're both going to look good games, like good. But I just don't. And not only to come come out a year later, it's also a hundred dollars more. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird that they didn't just release the same type of system Sony released last year at the same price. Basically, they might they're Microsoft. They may, might even undercut them by fifty bucks. You know, three fifty, and then they start working on the next Xbox because people seem to forget. People are going to get so mad that they were going to possibly release the next generation system because they could have, they could have done it because mm-hmm. if you go back and you look at the original Xbox, it was a four year gap to the 360, and no one complained. Mm. It would have been a four year gap between the, the one and whatever this next Xbox was. Um, and people are still annoyed, but you don't have to buy the X. You can just buy an S. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but the biggest problem I think with the system is um, the, the biggest problem right now is uh, it, it, it's the games. Well, the games, yeah. Um, the games are a problem. See, I, I was going to say exclusives, but, I mean, technically they have games that Sony does not have, mm-hmm. but they're on the, they're on the computer. I don't, I don't know. It's like Evan has no feeling to buy an Xbox One X. You're <laughs> out there looking for a now. Switch, but you're, on, you're out there looking for a Switch right now. Yeah, I'm trolling around for one. Yeah. Um, so the biggest problem is the value got dropped as soon as we start seeing checkerboarding. And that CPU is not doing it any favors right now. That CPU is bottlenecking that. G- they made the, the super powerful GPU in this box, but they're using a laptop processor to tell it what to do. Yeah. Why not that, just balance it out? Yeah. It's crazy. I think the problem is they were so uh, adamant about keeping games all the way across, like all the AI, everything's going to run the same but it'll run at 4K on this one. I think that's kind of kind of bit him in the in the butt right now because they're realizing like Destiny 2 is under some serious. Have you guys seen this? Destiny 2 is being like tormented by Xbox fans right now. Yeah, um, why isn't it 60 frames basically yes. what they're saying? But but they've made they've told them why. Uh, apparently based on a few things. One, based on the physics based uh, parts of the game, it just the CPU they've said they said this it's CPU bound. You can't do anything about it. Um, they can uncap it, but then it's going to be like in the mid 40s and it's going to jump around, which if you're not going to hit 60, you might as well cap it and keep it a, a nice clean 30. Um, and, and then, of course, you have that competitive advantage. They, there's no way you'd make it 60 on the Xbox One and then 30 or Xbox One X, and then 30 on the Xbox One. And they're going to play together in the same room. Nah, I don't know about that. Well, you know what's interesting, too, about the checkerboarding thing is that they're they're now saying um yeah it's checkerboard but you won't really notice it <laughs> that's what sony's <laughs> saying <laughs> but the whole thing leading up to it phil spencer said oh i would compare the uh, ps4 pro to the xbox one s because the x is is leagues mm. stronger you're gonna get true 4k you know and now we're like well they're both checkerboarding though <laughs> so what now mm. yeah i think the difference between the xbox one x and the ps4 pro is a lot smaller than they'd like especially because uh, my friend's been coming over a lot lately and bringing his pro. We've been playing a lot of Dark Souls 3 in actual 4K. It's my first time really playing in 4K and enjoying it. 
and that's just checkerboard upscaling probably, or I'm, I'm most assuredly. And when I'm looking at the graphics, I'm, I keep thinking like, there's no way that a PS4 or a Xbox One X game is going to look tons better than this. I, even though this is supposed to be this next generation console that's $100 more than this device, there's just not going to be this giant leap and bound that's going to make people rush out and buy it. People, people seem to think that they can see the difference between 4K and checkerboarding. I have a strong feeling if you put them side by side or just put yeah. one in front of them and told them to identify it, they probably wouldn't be able to correctly. I certainly could yeah. I'll be the first to admit I could not. Yeah, You can so only think, if you're about uh, like a foot away or less than a foot. You can really see. You can see the difference slightly. And that's how I play all my games. I'm like, time to review something. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Right in your or, brain. What were you saying? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think up to this point, though, it, it feels like a lot of the engineers that work for Microsoft probably were feeding Phil Spencer with the dream that they could do it. Because I do remember when we first found the specs that a lot of the spec announcements were kind of basic and bland, but there were some interesting things in there, putting more of the power from the system into different chips that they don't normally uh, use mm -hmm. to try to take yes. the burden a little they, bit. They and, twelve in there. and I, I'm thinking... Their engineers were like, this kind of super awesome, you know, mechanical magic will give us pure 4K. And then when they finally had it all done and we're looking at it, they're like, yeah, we squeezed like 10 more horsepower out of this. I'm <laughs> kidding. Well, they were probably extra. like, if it uses DirectX 12, you're good. And then Phil Spencer was like, oh, great. Everything uses DirectX 12. I don't, maybe he didn't well, think it that. Wasn't, it wasn't just DirectX 12. Uh, the, something, their sound chip, I think. Normally the sound travel, whenever your sound's getting uh, rendered together, it goes from CPU to the chip and back to where it needs to go but for some reason this in the xbox one x it supposedly just starts and does what it needs to do at the sound chip and then goes yeah. freeing up some a little bit of energy but like it's not enough yeah. it's apparently well apparently the big thing is uh they baked DirectX 12 into a gpu block that's basically sitting between the cpu and the gpu it's almost like a like a little helper chip and it reduces draw calls by a ton like they're like 80 percent or something like that and uh that's great but we've, we're starting to see what happens if you don't use DirectX 12 with stuff like Assassin's Creed, whereas Forza uses DirectX 12 and it looks great and runs perfect and uses 70% of the GPU but running at 4K60. But then you see what happens if they don't play by the rules and use DirectX 12, you get checkerboarding. And really, how many people are going to say, oh, yeah, we'll use DirectX 12 to make sure that the very small install base on the uh, Xbox One X, they're happy and you're just, they're probably not going to do that. I think what you're going to see is uh, the exclusive games like Forza, for, for example, that will take advantage of that extra 80% uh, of the CPU thing. But these ports from third party, which is the major majority of what Xbox has, you're going to see that checkerboarding stuff. Yeah, yeah, you, you will. You will. Um, I, I think Crackdown is going to be true 4K, but it's 30 frames per second. They even asked the guy at the uh, at the event, oh, it's, is it 60 frames, 60 frames? He's like, no, it's 30 frames. So, uh, again, they were talking about, because it's kind of like destructible environments, that, again, it's CPU bound. So, mm -hmm. it, And I'm not impressed by that game at all, sadly. It looked so cool originally when they talked about, like, mm -hmm. like it was like the server-side destructible environment stuff. Yeah, but that was, what, five years ago when they talked yeah. about it? Yeah. Well, that's when they were talking about what was what was the... What was the their Azure. their whole cloud thing? Azure, yeah. yeah. Remember how they were like, check all this out, and like the building exploded into like a million pieces, yeah, and it was it all falls rendered. over, and he literally runs over an exploding building and like elbow drops somebody. Yeah, that's all yeah. gone. They announced that, that like, game way too early. Like, yeah. that's yeah. so like if we heard about it last E three or this E three, it would have been really exciting. Like, could you I, imagine if they brought out Crackdown three this E three as like that. a big exclusive? They did that with a lot of games, though. I feel like E3 from like five and six years ago were not like the right idea. Even four years ago, because I mean, yeah. have we? 
We still haven't heard anything about Deep Down, and Capcom's putting all their eggs into the Monster Hunter World <laughs> basket. <laughs> Even though they showed that really awesome tech demo of the idea of dungeon delving in a first-person camera where elements actually have physics attached to it, and oh, it was going to be this great idea, and it's gone. It, like, that's <laughs> Both Microsoft and Sony have actually admitted. Microsoft's admitted that it was a problem, and Sony's admitted that they're trying to avoid it. Is they both admitted, like, man, we have just been announcing stuff way too early. Like Phil Spencer has gone on record saying, like, that sometimes they'd get like basically a working demo of uh, of Scalebound that plays like the first level ninety percent, and they're like, cool, let's go to a trade show. Like, oh Did my you see God. that excuse? Did you see that excuse mm -hmm. as to why it was canceled? No, why? Oh my gosh, this is awesome! I, I talked about Newsway. That's uh, people were people weren't mad at that. They were mad because I told them the Xbox One X was checkerboarding, and they didn't believe me, and <laughs> and they got mad about it. But um, uh, well, okay. So Phil Spencer uh, had an interview. They asked him about Scalebound, and he said the reason that he thinks it was canceled, and he's concerned about this going forward, which kind of falls in line with what you're saying that he was talking about, uh, was um, Scalebound was was talked about too early, and he thinks the hype. Uh, really damaged it because it would never oh, live up to the hype that was being put out there and that almost mm -hmm. seems like that they were like well let's pack it in we can't live up to the, the challenge in front of us mm -hmm. or well, i really think that they looked at the, they looked at it they thought that the crowd in japan was not going to be interested in that game and that's kind of what they were if you looked at scale bound it had a lot of eastern influences to it if you oh, looked yeah. at it mm -hmm. they were like well we've sold like uh, three thousand xboxes this year why would we build it for japan um I feel like that's really what happened. I don't think it was, it was Platinum Games. I don't think that their game was broken in any way. Um, I just think Microsoft realized how much money it was going to cost to finish it and how much money they were potentially going to make from it. And it just it, the numbers didn't add up. From, from the documents I read a couple months ago, it, it was, from what I read anyways, like from a couple of leaked sources, was just that it was very broken was like the way they were phrasing it is that they had so many levels built they were kind of accidentally cart before the horsing it they never got the engine fully going but they just kept throwing more monsters and bigger dragons and new types of game modes and they just apparently kept stacking stuff on top and it just started working worse and worse and worse and so finally <laughs> they showed up for like a quarterly checkup and they're like hey this is a nice bunch of uh concept art why did we just pay you 37 million dollars this is running at 10 frames a second on every <clears throat> single area right <laughs> I mean, it seemed like it was going to be almost an impossible dream for the Xbox One to achieve. Mm -hmm. And they, maybe they should have looked at maybe a PC release only kind of thing. I don't know. It seems... It, but, you know, Microsoft, they wanted to work on both platforms, PC and Xbox One, if they can. So um, it's tough. I feel like I feel like if another studio, like, let's say they had sold it, I feel like Sony would have figured out a way to get that game done. That's yeah. just me personally. Or, I mean, I hate to say it, even I bet you Nintendo would have figured out something for that game if, if, if they could because they have the Japanese audience, so they would have sold. You know, I mean, it well, just would have sold. If it was Nintendo, we wouldn't have heard about it until it was done because that's definitely Nintendo's MO now is like they don't even tell you about like because I'm sure there are 50 million canned projects we've never even heard of. I bet there are like 16 dead prototype Metroids that they canned before they came out with Metroid 4. That's that's a good thing though. I'm fine with that. Oh yeah, 100. percent And I think I think that's what we need to be seeing more of. Like call it the rule of Bethesda is bring it out when it's ready to be played. Don't just be like check out this uh, this 30 percent done masterpiece. Then do you think that they announced the uh, 
the core Pokemon Switch game like this far ahead of time just to kind of like appease the audience that was yeah. so disappointed? I, you think that was like a last minute change to the spotlight? Oh yeah, yeah. I talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Only, I think normally I would hate something like that, but I think that is the smartest move. Nintendo is very smart right now of realizing like, okay, the, tw- the Switch has so much freaking steam and momentum. Just keep throwing coal into the engine, it'll keep going full speed. So occasionally you just gotta peek your head out like, look, it's a dude at a desk. Is that Pikachu who's drawing? I don't know, pre-order now. <laughs> well, fans were so disappointed with that Direct, you know, like more 3DS Pokemon and nothing for Switch. Mm-hmm. And then all, all, all of a sudden, yeah. a week later, yes. <laughs> but I just, they wanted it for next year's E3, and then they just, like everyone was so pissed off that they just weaseled it in there. Cause he was at his desk in his office. Like it was, that was totally his office. Yeah, <laughs> Brought out some like crappy Sony camera. He was and in they his threw it on the desk, <laughs> and they're like, "Go, we got one day." I just pulled <laughs> over and showed up. <laughs> so, but all right, what, what, what do you do? You guys really think that it was just because Scalebound was broken? Because I don't know why Phil Spencer wouldn't just say it just wasn't working out. Why would he say a weird I, excuse like that? I think, I think he wasn't telling the truth, honestly. Oh well, uh, okay, I'm not gonna say call him a liar, but uh, I think that <laughs> well, they ran into, he's a he's a PR person. All PR yeah. people are liars. Yeah. <laughs> I think they ran into development uh, extra development time on the game, and it went over budget, and they had to cancel it. Mm-hmm. But that's not something Sony or or Nintendo would do, but Microsoft will do because they're mm-hmm. not for some reason quite like Nintendo and Sony with their game development. They don't not so committed. Doesn't well. Seem do you like. think it'd be? Do you think they were thinking it'd be easier to cancel it because of its its influence was more? Easy Eastern influence, and they knew that their core audience wouldn't care as much because there are people I've talked to who have an Xbox, have no idea what Scalebound is, but they know mm. when the next Madden's coming out. It's possible. I yeah. don't know for sure. I think it could have been one of those things where he realized that it had another two years in the oven and they canned it just to save money. And I also think mm-hmm. the reason they didn't want to say, like, because Phil Spencer, I don't want to call that guy a liar at all, but I feel like they're afraid to say, it wasn't working right. I think they're terrified of saying that it didn't have the right frame rate because right now they're trying to be the company that is creating the next-gen experience with the Xbox One X and true 4K 800 frames zapped into your laser beam. So they don't want to a- accidentally say anything about a game being broken for an Xbox. Hmm. Right. Okay. They're trying to be the most powerful you know, mm-hmm. on the market right now. And to have the most powerful system with a broken game on it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, that idea of it sound good, even if it was super early. They don't want to even those words don't want to, can't be in the same sentence from Phil Spencer. Hmm. What do you think? I mean, he said they're still looking into the uh, the Japanese audience. Do you think they'll ever even try anymore? Uh, why? Yeah. Why are they doing that? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I mean, that that's basically it, right? Why would they? Why would they continue to do that? So. I don't know. Chad. Chad says they denied Metroid: Samus Returns was in development for two years. That sound right? No, I, I read this morning. I was reading a bunch oh, of interviews okay. from them this morning, and they said uh, they the company that's making it, who made the they made a Castlevania game previously, and apparently they were really really interested in doing a Metroid remake, but they didn't decide which one. So apparently they built like an early test build, and then Nintendo at the same time internally was looking to do a remake of Metroid Two specifically, and they kind of met in the middle by accident, and they went, okay, cool, start on this, but. It, like so, it's been it's been in the works for a while. I was reading twenty fifteen. Actually, yeah, it was started development right after E yeah. three, probably. <laughs> but yeah, but they said two years. That was two years ago. Yep. Oh. Okay. Wasn't there, there like a go. like a fan remake of Samus yeah. or a- Metroid two? Yeah. Two R. And then Nintendo went in there and canned it, and uh-huh. I guess this is probably why. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. They had especially because it was so good. Unfortunately, because that remake was so good, they had to kill it even faster. Because like, okay, we can't get that in the search results. We gotta have Metroid <laughs> Two Samus Returns. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, did we um 
Did we figure out what Retro Studios is working on yet? Because they're not they're apparently they're not working on Metroid. That's internal, which could be cool because we see the kind of polish that comes out of internal Nintendo Studios. Um, well, the what rumor you, uh, that I talked about earlier a few podcasts ago was that they are working on a new IP. Well, that, that was one of the rumors, but hopefully they are actually. I'm, I'm excited to see what what the new IP they would be working on. But I do think they're going to get uh, give input to this Metroid Prime Four because they have only worked on Metroid Prime games pretty much besides Donkey Kong Country. Ooh, somebody's um, saying Luigi's Mansion Three. Dude, <laughs> that would be that would cool. be cool. See Retro work on something like that. Uh, yeah, anyway, a new yeah. IP would be cool though, man. If they bring a new IP out and got were allowed to basically have the freedom to be creative, that would be cool. But yeah, I do think they'll give input on Metro Prime Four because uh, they have all the experience with it. So why not? Yeah, yeah, and they're and they're right there. They're basically, I mean, to Nintendo, they're pretty much a phone call away, you know, or or conference call away, if you will. Um, yeah, yeah. So it makes yeah, sense to do that. But if they're not developing it, well, let me ask you guys: Do you think Retro is going to come out with a platformer, or do you think it'll be more like on the lines of a uh, maybe like an adventure or, or a first-person thing like Prime? Because they've shown that they are. I mean, they're almost the king of platformers if you look at some of their older games. Mm-hmm. I. I have a feeling, just shooting totally in the dark, barely playing their work, I think that they'll probably stick with a shooter because if Nintendo's funding it and Nintendo's trying to... It seems like Nintendo's trying to make the the Switch seem like it has hardcore stuff as well. So I think that they could be like, okay, Prime sold like crazy. We need you to make something that'll sell like crazy. It could be a new IP or um, first-person shooter Luigi's Luigi's Mansions, but it's got to be this. Mm. I, I agree mm. because uh, Retro is their core gamer studio, right? They mm-hmm. focus on core gameplay. Metroid Prime One, Two, Three, Donkey Kong Country Returns, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Mm. Tropical Freeze these is games, good too. These Hell games are yeah. difficult. Uh, that game is hard, but you know it's extremely well made, well polished. So I don't think it's going to be some kind of casual game. I think it's going to be a core game, like you said. It could be a third person game, maybe. I don't think they've done much in third person as far as 3D. So, well, let me ask you this. Do you think they give them enough freedom to, to go with an M rating if they want? Hmm. Yeah, I, I, would hazard a, I would hazard a strong yes, just because it seems like the Switch is in this mode right now where it definitely seems like Nintendo is starting to loosen the reins a bit because they're like, okay, people are buying this thing like crazy. We have to just keep throwing anything that looks amazing. We have to throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Well, let me hit you with this. This would be my, this would be my dream, right? Retro comes out in a direct... And they got, and somehow Nintendo made a deal with Capcom, and they <laughs> get they get a hold of the rights to Mega Man Legends Three. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Wow, Man. that's a good idea. <laughs> that would yeah. be all because I feel like Capcom's in the market to make a deal for Mega Man right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially if it's something like that where they're basically just licensing the name and taking some of the sales. That's definitely what Capcom wants to do the most right now. Is can you buy this to pay us money? Yeah, I mean, why, they're not going to do anything with Mega Man. I mean, they didn't even put the the new what legacy collection on the Switch. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ugh. What's going on there? I don't I don't understand what Capcom's problem is with the Switch right now. Or they're it, the ones it, who told it, them to put the RAM in the system. Yeah, it's just yeah. So apparently, weird. apparently, they don't have dev kits yet, right? They just got it last week. Oh gosh, <laughs> I heard that excuse. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. What were you saying, Max? I'm sorry. Oh no, just that of just it, it's it's weird how many projects, both big and small, just aren't landing on the Switch. Like the Disney Afternoon Collection was one of those things where I'm like, yeah, these are all Nintendo properties, and it didn't land on the Switch. That was the weirdest. Like it seems like they should almost be a Switch exclusive. It came out digitally and physically on every single console you can imagine, except for the Switch. It's just it, that's the weird part. It seems like Nintendo is still keeping the cards really close to the vest. They want to pick 
who's about to start making something and then watch it through development. And what's weird is like like the Mega Man series, like that new one that came out that's coming out, um, seems perfect for a handheld system like the mm-hmm. Switch. I mean, that's that would be great to be able to play that in handheld form. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's weird. Why well, do you guys well, the think pro- the problem is that they don't have any explanation for it? They're just like, no, it's not coming. <laughs> they don't tell what? you why. They just say no. You know, sorry. <laughs> why do you guys think they prioritized like a Kirby game over something like, um, you know, uh, a Smash game, for instance? You know, like something more desired, I guess, by the masses. Co-op. A hundred percent. I think they're really being smart about still pushing like the switch as being the device that you literally pull out, break off a Joy-Con and two people enjoy the hell out of. So I think that they're really trying to really stack up a bunch of games. Like just what really impressed me most about that Kirby demo is when, hey, it's two players playing. Hey, it's four players playing. It's like, man, that really gets my my gears moving of like, man, when I'm at a convention and I'm sitting down in my hotel room and I'm like surrounded by a bunch of other YouTubers who are dead tired. I would love to play four-player Kirby more than anything. Like that, they're speaking my language, so I think that's why they're prioritizing that over just like bringing Switch over, uh, bringing a uh, uh, Smash over. Also, Smash is definitely in development, so it's just yeah, oh, Kirby yeah. was probably just ready right now. Yeah, they can make a Kirby game way faster too, obviously. And um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Also, uh, Yoshi looks great too. That game looks really good. That, yeah, see, no the problem talking about with Yoshi. Yoshi. The problem with Yoshi is it came on right after Metroid Prime Four, so people were still like recovering. From that logo and the yoshi trailer was what like a minute two minutes long most mm-hmm. people didn't even see it because they were too busy screaming or like running around their house yeah i saw uh, that was funny <laughs> I, I actually had to google it to find out the real name of it because i was like there must be a real name to this uh this yoshi title but i was too busy to be like, Metroid! Yeah. And like, was like yeah. oh there's not a real title i was just i was dying but the, i didn't miss anything yeah a lot of us yoshi missed 2018 it. is its official name <laughs> oh, oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's like Madden. There's just going to be a new one each year now. The new Yoshi 2018. Yeah, there were oh, a lot of people. Oh. I, I, I also noticed there were a lot of people who didn't really recognize what was going on with the Metroid Prime stuff when it was mm-hmm. popping up on screen. Um, if you watch oh, some of the great. reactions, yeah. it was pretty funny. A lot of people didn't realize what it was until like the 4 was there and then it showed up with the mm-hmm. Metroid Prime. Um, for a second there, because it was a Ford, because it was a Galaxy, I was feeling like it was the Smash Brothers. Well, I, I kind of heard the Brothers. music, and I was like, look, I cannot be that, because we were streaming, and we had like 2,800 people on stream with us. And I was like, I can't be that guy who jumps ahead of everything when I hear that music. I, I can't be the guy on stream who starts freaking out about Metroid until I see something. And then the um, the uh, the Metroid symbol comes up, which people were yeah. saying was the Skrtex symbol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I recognize the Metroid as bad as it is. I, I recognized it from Smash, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, that's Samus!" Yep. Right there, basically, the four was like just coming, in, like just like showing up through the window when I was freaking out because I saw the, uh, the the Metroid symbol, and then the um, and then of course it kind of went Metroid Prime, and that was it. So, but I got I got to ask you guys something though. When you saw the S without the number yet, were you hoping and praying that it wasn't going to be Federation Force Part I, Two? I had that same thought, but I heard the music, uh, and I was like, "All right, the music, okay." And then, then I see that the Metro symbol, I'm like, this is, you can ask Evan. I was just like, oh, <laughs> just like almost threw my headset off because it's on stream. You see it, but um, yeah, yeah. I saw it, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I totally thought it was going to be Prime 4. And I only because, I, I don't know, maybe it was just me hoping and wishing too hard. But I just thought, like, if they were going to bring Metroid back, they were going to try and do something they knew would sell 5 million copies. And that's, yeah. that's what will do it. Yeah, the I, Metroid, I know, guys, everyone I, else is going to buy it, right? I, I almost had that Metroid dread, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yes. if, if Metroid has to sell, right? This has to be a game that sells because so many people, like, 
have asked for Metroid. And if it comes out and it doesn't sell, we probably won't see another Metroid game for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So it, it needs to sell. I feel like, I feel like it will. Um, mm-hmm. It has to, right? I mean, it's going to sell a couple million copies easy, and that's a win for Nintendo then. Well, you saw um, the reaction from everybody. I think it's going to sell pretty good. They're excited. Yeah. Did you- I mean, we still, need see, we still need to see gameplay, right? I mean, it could be another other M. <laughs> Y'all see, it's one of my favorite all the reactions of someone's like filming the official Nintendo store in New York, and there's like a crowd of people, and they're like live streaming the uh, the Nintendo conference. There's like a crowd of people there, and there's like a guy in a Mario costume being like, "Oh, and that was, was good. That was good." The yeah, Mario yeah. That logo pops up, and the crowd's just like, oh. <laughs> it's just see, this, so is, "This is why I miss." This is why I miss Nintendo's live conferences because that would have been a moment right there. Mm-hmm. That would have been a huge moment. Yeah. I mean, Twilight if you go Princess back and watch moment. some of the old ones with like uh, Twilight Princess, or even if you watch the Smash Bros. Melee reveal, mm-hmm. the crowd is so into it. That would have been a moment where everyone hit the, the ceiling all at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that would have been that would been great. I mean, did you guys? Um, you guys saw obviously the um, the Microsoft one. Um, did any? I'm, I'm curious. Did any of you guys cheer when the uh, the original Xbox logo came up? Yes, yes. Well, yeah, just I, 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 have too, a, yeah. I have about 150 original Xbox. I, I see them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I love them. Um, yeah, I cheer. I cheered heavily because I'm. We talked about in the spawn cast, and I was like, they need to make it so that the Xbox One is an all-in-one box. Mm-hmm. We talked about that I think a week before, and I was like, they need to give us that backwards pad. And there it is. It showed up. I cheered. Yeah, I was. I was so excited when I saw that. I well, thought it was cool. I didn't cheer, of course, but I thought it was cool. <laughs> I thought it was cool because uh, they had some cool games on the original Xbox. People forget about that console, but they had some really good games. Uh, Crimson Skies they announced right away. That was that was mm-hmm. fantastic. But uh, I think uh, backwards compatibility like that, if they using the extra power of the Xbox One X to upscale it and look a lot better, uh, it can be a totally improved experience, which I wish I mean- Nintendo would do with GameCube. I mean, that's, that's what they have over everything. Why not make it so you can say you can play every generation of Xbox here, yeah. but you can't play every generation of, of Sony consoles on the PS4, and Nintendo can't play every generation, you know, right now anyway. Maybe eventually mm-hmm. you get to a point where everything's digital on the shop for the Switch, but it's, you're not going you're, you're to have to port every Wii U game. The, the Switch is not going to emulate Wii U games. It's going right. to have to be ported. Whereas, like, we see how quickly, rapid fire almost, every week they're putting a new 360 game on the Xbox One. You know? It got to the point. And then, then we saw what happens when Black Ops 2 went on the shop. It, it showed up at number 10 in the MPD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, it, it, people are still buying it. Well, That's just a good says, game. <laughs> it says something because Microsoft will be able to say that our console has a thousand games because it'll have a thousand when they... Uh, when they're done with this backwards compatibility, there will literally be over a thousand playable different titles. That's that's which is just insane. That's that's a hell of a tagline that you can put on your box. A thousand playable games from three different generations of console goodness. Yeah. So, um, Philip, let me let me ask you. Let me jump over to you, man, real quick, because you you lived E three this year. Um, yes, <laughs> you were there the whole week, right? Like the whole week. You 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 weren't at home at all. You well. Tell me what happened in the beginning, right? Because people are oh, probably man. curious about this. Because you sent me a message on Twitter, and you were like, "This is what happened. I can't get on your stream." Why don't you yeah. tell me what happened exactly here? It was an emergency message to Spawnwave at like three thirty in the morning. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah, because you were gonna do the Nintendo stream with us. Yeah. Yeah. So I put out a video saying that I'm going to E3, officially announcing it to like my audience, my subscribers, and then um, I basically had made reservations. Like I was lucky enough to get a hotel. Apparently across the street um, from the convention center. I was going to be able to walk directly there, which was a miracle because this was just so last minute, everything. And um, so I, I, I post the video. I leave that night. I get to the hotel around midnight. And um, it takes me about two and a half hours to get there because I live in San Diego. 
actually like two hours, I'd say. Um, so I get there and the guy, uh, the hotel dude tells me, oh, your reservation's for next week. It's not this week. Oh. Uh, so I, you know, immediately just start sweating bullets. I'm like freaking out. I thought that I, you know, I didn't double check the confirmation. I thought I got lucky. And so I ended up having to drive home uh, that night. And oh, then, uh, no. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and then wake, getting about like I don't probably two hours of sleep, two and a half hours of sleep. Yeah, because you sent me that message at like three thirty, and I was like, "No, you sent it to me at six, like six a.m. Yeah, my time." And I was like, time, yeah, "He's yeah. gonna go back this morning, right? How's it? What? You must have slept <laughs> for like a couple hours and then got right up and left. Just got right back uh, and went in there. And I mean, I had adrenaline pumping. It was my first E three. I did not even care that I was. I wasn't tired. I was excited. Adrenaline Red Bulls, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The drive sucked. You know, third time like going there. It's like whatever. But once I got there, it was really, really amazing. Did so. you find a hotel room? Yeah, I did. I found one that was like about 30 minutes um, away from the convention center. That's not but then, terrible. Yeah, I found out, though, that like a lot of the other people that I was hanging out with, um, other YouTubers or whatever at the convention, they had a very similar situation, like where they were staying pretty far away. Like um, CND, uh, he had an after party, and uh, he was also staying kind of far away from the convention center. Yeah, dude, you were like rubbing elbows with the big guys. I know. I was the the little one over there with all the big dudes. We had some crazy people at that after party. Like I don't know if you guys have ever heard of like O Nickel um was there, Trainer Tips was there. I'm a big fan of his Reversal. He's a good friend of mine. Um so like, you know, finally getting a chance to meet some of those dudes and stuff was really awesome. Lots Would you guys fun. just rock out and play some Switch and stuff? Or in all seriousness, that is what we did all night long. We did not <laughs> like we did not party like like you know with alcohol and and all that stuff. Like there was that stuff was There's there. Some underage there though, right? There were some underage people there. Um, yeah, but you know <laughs> yeah, everyone was very responsible. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, there wasn't anything too crazy. In all honesty, no, nothing too crazy. Everyone was just so into watching um, Triforce Johnson annihilate everybody on tetris because he's like a tetris god he's one of those people that could go like oh, was, he, was, he, was he there too yeah yeah he was there oh, cool. which was that's really awesome cool. that's yeah. awesome so yeah, yeah see, i have some... been looking for one of those legendary after parties somewhere <laughs> yeah oh man there was there was some really good ones going on i heard i mean obviously like the the companies actually throw some pretty epic ones yeah. but um yeah. no we just did a little nintendo youtuber after party for everyone that was there so it was pretty fun that's pretty did you cool. see andre from game explained there i uh, i saw him I did not see him, um, but I saw Commonwealth Realm, which was really cool. I saw Conrad from Commonwealth Realm. He's a cool Realm. guy. I met him. Yeah, yeah. Where, where did you see Andre? Was he like in the Nintendo area? Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he was right there uh, uh, talking to one of his friends. Uh, uh, he wasn't playing Mario because he could. I think he already played it. But he was just like watching other people play Mario, uh, and you know, I was filming some stuff on the. Uh, on the side because you can kind of like squeeze in through the crowd there and kind of film uh people playing the game if you want and film other games too but uh it's just so crowded you know but if you want to wait in line of course you could do that too but yeah i saw um andre he's a nice guy yeah oh um let me ask you uh phil people were asking if you got a chance to to vlog any of the after party um no it wasn't really like too much of a vloggy thing <laughs> i gotta keep some of that stuff off camera yep. yeah yeah, exactly. yeah i thought about it i i did film some stuff with my phone i'm gonna share it with you guys that's like really fun but i would have been the total douchebag walking in there with my camera like well, what's up guys i'm gonna make yeah. a video here's the interesting <laughs> thing about youtubers I've, I've seen this a lot 
when they actually get together and they're all set, hanging out like you guys are, they don't like they don't want the cameras on. It's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I definitely noticed. So I I've been a, a bu- not a bunch of conventions, but some conventions, and I've been a couple of, like the YouTube advert parties, and it's something I've heard a lot of people say, which is like. There's something special when you spend so many hours of the week on camera and interacting and trying to be on social media and give all these uh, these little nuggets of yourself to people. And then it's kind of this extra enjoyment to just turn off the camera and sit down with like Boogie2988 and just be like, what's it like to have 4 million subscribers? Like, tell, tell me what kind of hate mail you get. Like, let's not like this is all off the record type stuff. And that's that's such a, a therapeutic, interesting event that I think like fa- fans will don't get to see, but it's very interesting. Yeah. That's exactly what that after party was. It was very much just a lot of like, oh, you too? You have to yeah. deal with that too? Oh, yeah. man, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, you only slept for an hour and a half last night? Yeah, me too. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a support group is what it is. That's what that was. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, it's so interesting is you get to talk about like, you get to talk about those times when you're up editing at 3 a.m. and you've been up since 3 a.m. but you know that this video is going to be awesome and you're like oh god does this suck because i haven't slept like that's something you get to sharing that with another youtuber is always interesting like yeah. not to be too not to go too deep into the business for the uh the chat there <laughs> i really like to hear that kind of stuff yeah. um yeah i'll be i'll be trying to make it to e3 next year yes hopefully definitely. Um, Hopefully, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, this is going to sound bad, but hopefully they don't let the public in next year. <laughs> I've heard, no, I heard that from a lot of my, uh, I'm really good friends with uh, Craigslist Game Finds. They're like uh, garage sale YouTubers, but they're like 22,000 subscribers and they're good with Nintendo. So Nintendo got them like press passes and they went in there and they just could not. They like decided to just vlog the experience because they're just crazy packed lines everywhere you see like a guy walking along live streaming and just screaming at people in the middle of hallways and stuff it's like this is just too it's so it was just mayhem like mayhem you have to have have a goal when you go there like okay i'm playing this i'm doing this and and that's your goal (laughs) and there was an app you had to like install like a sony app to actually request like okay i want to be able to play call of duty for 15 minutes in four hours you basically have to hurry up and they would tell you like at 11 a.m yeah sony was smart but given reservations yeah nintendo didn't didn't do that yeah and so like and that was the only way to do it and so some people said like the app was crashing so basically you would just have to hit open app a bunch of times and then like start hammering Uh. every single slot and see if it would like let you put you in one yeah, and like i people. mean people were just saying there was too many people and by trying to make it more organized it ended up getting even more chaotic mm. that's yeah I, I mean did you guys have you guys been to an e3 when there wasn't public i mean you yeah, were dave uh, right last year was it it was still insane uh, <laughs> it didn't okay. matter. I, I don't know if it was any better or not. I don't know. <laughs> nah, it was exactly the same this year as it was last year, even though it was open to the public. Well, I, I heard don't the, know why. The, the, final, the final numbers weren't as big as a discrepancy as you'd think. Apparently, 51,000 went last year, 67,000 went this year or something. So it really wasn't like double the size. It was just a lot more people who aren't there for work were walking around. Mm. okay okay yeah i'll look into that and then i maybe pax i don't know we'll see how that goes uh, I think yeah. PAX East is... we, you and i should definitely do pax it mm-hmm. was a great experience when we did it with ander before but like it would be really yeah. fun yeah mm-hmm. i might look into pax east that'd be interesting that's not too far that's boston i think so that's not terribly far yeah. um we'll see going, i'm like right next to pax south so i've thought about just driving down to pax south since that's like the indie game one so they don't have the the big giant titles and announcements. No, they, do. They, they usually get the big titles. And I remember it being super easy for us to set up uh, actual appointments with every company. I mean, we talked to major. <laughs> you guys met with Square, didn't you? Uh, we met with the Square guys for um, 
it wasn't Square though. It was Obsidian being published alongside them or something. It was the uh, the top down action RPG game that they did. And I can never remember the title of because it wasn't that awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why it was easy to get an appointment. Yeah, but you yeah, guys almost got into we that, that, the Square after party. We did the Square after party at uh, New York Comic Con, but we were got invited to a couple after parties at PAX East. Uh, which Andrew didn't want to go to, but um, I don't know why. But no, we got appointments with the guys that working on uh, with Splash Damage when Brink was coming out. We got uh, we talked to one of the major devs uh, when he was. They were revealing, or not necessarily revealing, but having gameplay for the new Mortal Kombat when they were rebooting that whole series. We actually got to talk to one of the major devs who was flown out three hours before we were talking to him from the oh, UK. Geez. That was ridiculous. Uh, but these were all by appointment, and it's super easy to do. Like I think Andrew got it set up a week or two in advance, so it should be really good if you actually get out to Pack South. Nice. When if if any of y'all who are watching this in chat or anything ever get a chance to go to E3 or PAX or any of that thing, be, by far the most interesting thing is getting to talk to developers. It's so cool to finally get to talk to just the random guy who's making textures or just see the passion. Like uh, I got to end up talking to one of the core developers of the new Doom. And he apparently knew who I was from one of my videos. And I was doing a talk at this tinier convention called Let's Play Game Expo. And he walked up and we just ended up having an hour long conversation about like how they were so worried about Doom bombing because they, they were like, we'd never made a game where there wasn't reloading. Like we were just throwing out like everything that people would normally think is a core part of gaming. And we just threw it all out and we're like, this is either going to be amazing or bomb. And so getting to talk to the developer of the games you love is a totally different ball game, And it's, it changes how you look at gaming. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I need to start talking to some developers at some point. Um, mm. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's um. So let's uh. Let's talk about in this. Well, we'll also be at too many games next. Um. Yeah, we'll be at too many games next weekend. If anyone else is around, myself, Evan, and Philip, right? Uh, Philip is muted. Why is oh yeah, muted? yes. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> Philip's muted. Yes, <laughs> I just noticed yeah. that. Yeah, you're, like, gonna, I... you're gonna you're gonna be at too many games. I'm definitely gonna be there. Yes. So awesome. that's we'll next week. I know yeah. Evan and I'll be there on Saturday, but yeah, we'll um, we'll be there. So uh, I don't know if we got the special cool passes that get us in early, but I do know we'll be there. Um, <laughs> and uh, I know a lot of people are going to be there. Rerez, uh, Shane will be there, and I think Sean will be there, and a whole bunch of people. So people I don't know also will be there. <laughs> um, but it'll be fun. Uh, let's so let's talk about E three again real quick. There's a few things I wanted to ask you guys. One, my favorite one. What, what was your what was your guys' least favorite conference? Bethesda. Okay, you didn't like Bethesda. Interesting. Why, why is that? Um, I didn't like that we saw on v- the fact that Fallout 4 VR is going to be $60. I didn't like that <laughs> Doom VR looked so slowed down. Like, the whole point of that game is speed. So the idea yeah, that now you're like... You'd, like, point and, like, pick where you're going to run to, right? Or something like that. Yeah, like, that. It, it's, it almost looked like a point-and-shoot adventure, so to speak. I didn't like that. And, of course, when I watched the conference, it didn't strike me, but their whole, like, the fact that they're bringing out paid mods again. I don't know. Like my favorite part of their conference was probably the Dishonored Death of the Outsider. That's such a crazy, like adding to that universe. That's awesome. But the rest of their conference just felt like, Hey guys, here's some stuff you want to watch. Like, Oh, and evil within two was cool. Like evil within was cool. Dishonored is cool. And Wolfenstein's cool. But then it also kind of felt like a 36 minute video that they just walked out and showed you. I don't know. I don't know. Not for me. Okay, fair enough. E- that easy enough. So uh, for me, uh, Microsoft was my most disappointing one. Um, Interesting. Just, okay, why is that? I didn't have any. It was just nothing there of interest for me, really. And 
<clears throat> you have to remember, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy from the way back times and when Rare was something really special. And I'm really dis disappointed with what I saw from Rare uh, mm -hmm. for the Sea of Thieves. I didn't, it, it just didn't uh, grab me at all. Yeah, looked same really thing. disappointing. Um, these are the guys who made GoldenEye and Perfect Dark and Banjo-Kazooie. I mean, give me a break. I mean, this game, uh, I just, man, I was really disappointed. And the rest but of the conference was, was flat for me. Yeah, what sucks about Sea of Thieves for me is I I've started playing a lot of MMOs recently that have the ocean as like a major aspect in the game. And it's always cool to see a more living ocean because that's definitely a key character in games like that. How alive can you make that sea? And Sea of Thieves, it's huge. It's definitely amazing. But recently watching gameplay where they actually interacted and did stuff, it didn't seem interesting at all. <laughs> it was robot kind of annoying. Yeah. Mm. So, um, Philip, what was your least favorite conference man i you know my least favorite was sony just because i was pretty disappointed to tell you the truth um i they always put on a great e3 showing and that was part of my predictions was i thought that they were probably going to have um one of the best showings or at least better than microsoft but i honestly think that microsoft did a better job this year showing off like games and and talking to their audience and stuff and so they 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 seemed a little too cocky too like on stage it just seemed like we're sony and then, like, was it Jack Trenton that was on stage? I'm I'm not familiar with all their Sean names. Whoever they decide, whoever Sean showed Layden. Sean Layden. Yeah, he said something like, after they showed a big reel, he's like, "Whoa, like, yeah, everyone back, like, back to reality." It's well, like, yeah, he goes, okay, dude, "That was a roller coaster of emotion we just went on." It's like, saw that, this yeah. room is dead. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, dude, read the room before you say dumb yeah. things like that. You know? yeah, the room completely looked like uh, like applause sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> So, yeah. I think the main problem with Sony is that they had a lot of their sim exclusives again they had the last year yep. and nothing really surprising. Well, that was and, the unfortunate thing. So and literally so I just saw this in an interview I was watching the other day. Shuhei Yoshida was talking about who, you know, is the current uh, president of PlayStation, said like bra half bragging, half joking yep. that they didn't they didn't have to reverse this show. For the first time ever, they did not have to rehearse their stage show for E3. And they said, it's so much easier if you don't have to worry about someone coming out and playing the game live. We just basically like made sure the whole sequence of videos was correct and we just played it in the right order and just basically introduced it and left. And like he was joking, but you could also tell that they just did this because it was so easy. Like mm -hmm. they could have done a live someone holding a controller on stage playing God of War like they did the previous year when they were showing stuff off, but just for simplicity's sake, they just basically pressed play. It's like, and they, why, they even why said, you... Yeah. They even said they were holding back stuff, too. Yeah, they, I saw they that. Said, they were yeah. like, eh, we're yeah. holding back. Yeah, they yeah. said, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> What do you uh, what do you, what do you think, Evan? What was your least favorite conference? I definitely didn't like Bethesda, but Sony definitely edged it out because being one of the major three to remove that much human element from the show. I mean, even Nintendo did mostly a video reel, but they added in segments in between where you were going to listen to someone talk and maybe get the more human side of the games coming out. But then Sony was just like, "Here's a playlist from YouTube. Enjoy, I guess." <laughs> Uh, so, and every time they pulled, do you remember? You remember the part where what was it? I think it was God of War when they pulled the camera all the way back, showed everyone in the audience because I guess they were expecting huge reaction, and everyone yeah. was just sitting there staring at the screen for yeah. a while. It was it was nuts. I don't know why they did that. So and it sucks so, so I saw bad. 
I saw one of the crane operators talking, and apparently what they did is they had like a super wide, like 8K shot, and then any, like what they were told to do is anytime they saw two people like whispering or talking excitedly, they'd like crop zoom in on them and show them real quick. But people kept just like whispering really quick, and so they'd crop zoom in and be like, two oh, people, like <laughs> and so they said like there's like times where literally someone's like coughing and it crop zooms like, oh, I'm, I'm paying attention, like, oh no, <laughs> that's great, that's, that's awesome, yeah, my uh. I have to kind of jump on the bandwagon. My least favorite one was Sony, and it was pretty evident during the stream and then after afterwards. I liked the, some of the games they showed, but I feel like they didn't really give us much to look forward to this year from Sony themselves. Mm-hmm. I, like, everything was popping up with 2018. I, I, mm-hmm. I thought it was crazy, but then I went back and looked. And yeah, everything's 2018 pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they have, I know, Shadow, or the new Shadow of the Colossus remake, and then the Uncharted, uh, well, what did what, what people say? Well, unheard is that what they were calling it? Because the audio was messed up. Oh um, yeah, that was, yeah. They called it. They were jokingly calling it unheard. That's what the people were on, online <laughs> calling it. Sound um, DLC. It'll be yeah. fine. But like, did Sony need to be live? Like, no, not at all. That. No. Like, yeah, they I, didn't I even. They didn't even need a venue. They could have just had a big screen above their section in the main hall and just play it up there yeah. while everyone's out it, playing. You're right. Stuff. Like Evan, you, when you said it was like a, um, it was like a like a playlist on YouTube. That's exactly what we yeah. saw. It you, was just no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just Nintendo that, that, had Reggie. Nintendo had Reggie pop up every two, three minutes to be like, "And we're taking this path now." And you're like, "Oh, cool, Reggie." Well, yeah. and, and Reggie did a lot of visual stuff that was interesting, like showing him walk out of a house and then the house melts away and he's suddenly in a park. Like it's it's cheesy green screen that we could have done in 2009, but it illustrated a point a lot better than a guy walking out of a three thousand dollars suit to be like, "You guys want to see some fucking video games?" <laughs> like, I mean, Mike, uh, Mike. thanks. My gosh, guys! Which which company introduced us to their kids? Was that was that Bethesda? Or, that was Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like these people are now are like introducing us to our kid, and there's a guy showing up to the Sony one who feels like he doesn't even want to be there. I think <laughs> that was a huge, huge miss on Sony's part because they do have such a like a love for their their people in in the corporation, you know, especially Shuhei Yoshida. He's almost like a cartoon character now. Yeah, like you know, he's such a such a an awesome dude on Twitter. He's very interesting. He's very involved in the community, and he wasn't there at all like he they should have had cutaways to him in the middle of that they should have had cutaways to like other people that are notable and that people recognize to make it seem more like you know hey we're a family we're sony like we care so did did sony do anything like comparable to treehouse because microsoft did they did like microsoft play or something like that so it's funny i didn't i didn't hear i didn't know about it while it was happening until shuhei yoshida was talking about an interview but apparently uh, there's an hour that they did right before. Yeah, it, it was a yeah, pre-show. Right. I, I started yeah. telling you about that, uh, John, but you were like, I, I don't know about that. But it was genuinely like they made some minor announcements or something and well, showed gameplay of stuff. Yeah. And Gran Turismo Sport was shown. Yeah. yeah. And, and Shuhei Yoshida said the goal was that is to show every 2017 game during that press conference and then all the 2018 games on the main stage, which they just have told us that. so backwards. I know, right? Like, say that. Say <laughs> make like, it, hey, make it a two-hour show. Sony is almost always a two-hour show. When they got to the end of that and it was 60 minutes, I was just like, wait, that that's it we're, we're done um okay i guess it was well, weird they prepared an extra 60 minutes that they did as the pre-show it just seems so weird of like why didn't you bumper that why didn't you at least crop those two playlists together and be like a sprinkling of 2017 a sprinkling of the future what the hell well they're usually really good they usually have multiple people out on stage they're mm-hmm. talking to you they have people come out on stage with controllers while it was dumb for microsoft to bring a porsche out on stage at least they did something. <laughs> you know, I look at that and I go, okay. Multiple people came out. Developers came out. Phil Spencer was on and off the stage talking. And it was, I don't know, their conference seemed more like a conference than Sony. Mm-hmm. Sony, like you guys said, 
seemed like they just walked out and they were just like, here's trailers. We're good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then it's it just people are mentioning it in the chat. And I think this is absolutely correct. This is going to take us into our next topic. Sony is getting to the point where they feel like they've won this generation. So there's little they need to do now. They don't need to cooperate with anybody. They don't need to really even put on a big showing. And they also have another conference that they've set up the PlayStation experience that they now need to also bolster. So it's like E3 is kind of taking a backseat to them because they'd rather show off their good games at the PlayStation experience even. Um, and and now we're hearing that somehow Nintendo and Microsoft are, are working together with crossplay, but Sony mm-hmm. is not. Like they are not doing crossplay at all with those. So Sony will do crossplay with PC, but you cannot play against the Switch or Microsoft's uh, Xbox in that sense. But with the Switch, you can play against uh, the Xbox and the PC in Rocket League, for example. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird that Sony is is purposely walling themselves off. They're the man in the dungeon who's walling off the only entrance. Like, haha, they'll never get me. Not realizing that he's going to starve to death down there. Like, we started to see this writing on the wall as early as uh, uh, early 2015. Remember, or sorry, early 2016. Remember that they were they were really hyping up the fact that they basically paid Capcom not to put Street Fighter V on Xbox. It wasn't that it was like going to be a PlayStation 4 exclusive because it played just as well on PC. They basically paid them to not put it on Xbox. Even then, they were just like, this will get everybody but us screwed. It, it, it's a weird feeling. What do, you, what do you think, Dave, about the crossplay thing? Was it weird to you to see well, Nintendo pretty much high-five Microsoft and go be like, yeah, let's do it with my, let's do, let's do Minecraft crossplay? And uh, it, it seemed like it makes sense to me since it's a mi- Microsoft made game, right? With Minecraft. It, yeah, is it interesting to you that you have to sign into Xbox Live to, to crossplay on the Switch? <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> no, but um, as far as Sony is concerned, I thought, I could be wrong, but I thought they said this was just in regards to Minecraft for the crossplay thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's for Minecraft kinda, and Rocket League. And Rocket League, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because uh, I think they said that they wanted to, like, basically, they. We were talking about this before, like protect the children, right? It's oh something my gosh, up, that was the worst excuse I've ever seen. Well, well something about like uh, since the since a kid is playing on PlayStation Four Minecraft and he signs on with Xbox Live and he runs into some kind of you know bad stuff online that he shouldn't want to see, and then Sony doesn't want to get blamed for it. That's what they were saying. So well, I don't know. They, they were also claiming something about stru- uh, server integrity. They were saying something about like. I, I read some. Something. Yeah, they were they were worried that if somebody like broke into the uh, Xbox mainframe, it would also corrupt Sony accounts, which I think is a hundred percent horseshit. Well, the fact that um, Sony or I'm sorry, uh, a Nintendo is so okay with it should tell mm-hmm. you. You know, I mean, Nintendo usually is the most protective of their mm-hmm. younger fan base yeah. and really their system. They they don't want to be too <laughs> associated with much i mean they protect their ip so much they claim youtube videos over it you know yeah. it's, well it's, Nintendo, nintendo's like hey you'll, you'll handle our own line for us great we don't have it yeah. now. <laughs> I, yeah. see, I had that thought didn't i i had that thought i was like man yeah, in I the heard, distant future what if uh what if microsoft is like well we can make enough money with xbox live but we need to have it on systems what if they struck a deal with nintendo microsoft <laughs> provides the online infrastructure nintendo builds the systems and sells their own games and that's how they cope. You know, Microsoft keeps their most profitable part of the business, which is Xbox Live. And Nintendo can keep making games and systems, but have the best online infrastructure. You know, like 20 years down the road or something. Yeah. Halo sure. Switch 3. Well, I don't, I don't even say they have to put their games on there. Because they, they can sell them on uh, uh, Windows, even. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe they do. But how interesting would that be? That would be crazy. <laughs> I, I can foresee some flavor of that existing in the next couple of years. I do feel like Nintendo is being smart with their money. And they're being like, okay... 
if we can talk this company who doesn't really see us as a direct competitor into 100% handling all of our online play, let them. Yeah, was they're, not the first really time, they're not even competing with them. Was that the first time we ever seen Nintendo system on a, a competitor's conference? I, yes, yes. That was really bizarre, but yes. <laughs> that was amazing. I, some, Somebody was saying that Nintendo was on, and I didn't check this, but someone said Nintendo was on every stage, basically, except for Sony's, because they appeared at the Bethesda show, they appeared at Ubisoft's show, and mm-hmm. then they appeared at their own show and the Microsoft show. So it's like, man, they, they really showed up everywhere. Yeah, me, I mean, Miyamoto walked out with a blaster <laughs> for mm-hmm. Ubisoft, which I was talking about. It was really funny before he came out. I was like, what if, I bet you, because people were talking about Miyamoto being there. I was like, I bet you he's here for Rabbids, and then he just walks out like five minutes later. That was, that was right. cool. That was neat. Um, I Nick, like Nick, well, I can't remember what's his last name. Nick Griffin, uh, the main guy from Polygon, and he posted like he was like live tweeting uh, that, it, and he just put Miyamoto's got a gun and had like a hundred thousand retweets. Watching watch this crowd, like who's going to mess with Mario? Yeah. <laughs> How do? You, what are your guys' impressions on that Mario Rabbids game? By the way, I love XCOM. It'll be great. <laughs> Easy enough. Easy enough right there, yeah. <laughs> it, it looks fun if you're into that kind of game. Personally, I'm not really but uh, into that type of gameplay. But it looks fun. looks charming, you know? So I, I like that it seems like there's a lot to it. Like, the whole RPG side of it seems like a lot of fun. Like, there's gear to find, you know? There's, like, essentially loot to get, you know? So, like, I'm all about that kind of gameplay. I've never really been too hardcore into tactics-based game gameplay, but I love, like, Final Fantasy fantasy tactics and i love XCOM, so like those two tactics games are what this feels like to me mm-hmm. with like the aesthetic look of mario with like the comedy of a rabbits game but you get to kill rabbits which is great so <laughs> that is good don't die yeah. they just become something else yeah. <laughs> what do you well, what were I... your impressions on that evan it it looked good i mean again with this type of game, it's almost like it didn't need to be Mario and the Rabbids, but it's fine because it at least gives them a world and a theme. I'm still wondering about like why the traveling just seems like a sort of scenic route where you're taking yep. one tiny path where you just look at a ton of stuff before you get to a field. The only thing I'm really interested in is at the end of all these rounds, when you're getting your score, when you're seeing you know like the victory screen, it feels so much like a player versus player end game score screen. That I'm really interested in seeing if that's something that, like multiplayer, like PvP multiplayer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it just feels like that could be it with the customization, with the uh, mass amounts of characters, the uh, core Mario, and then the rabbit alternative characters. Maybe even some of the monsters you could use in like a player versus player situation. I think that'd be really cool. But until we see more, I mean, I mean, they showed a lot of stuff where you like fix up a town almost, right? And um, yeah. you're like fixing up different parts, like your research lab, essentially your medical bay. You know, they they name them other things, but it, it seemed kind of cool in that sense too. And then of course you level up. They showed the skill tree, and uh, it does seem like th- that game's gonna be pretty deep as well. I'm more curious about the story because yeah. we haven't seen anything about the story, right? Like at all. Well, other than that little tiny Big thing mistake. they said at the start. Well, they yeah. they say that the main concept is that the rabbits accidentally just like they dump like a million rabbits into the mushroom kingdom and when they do it warps reality so it starts becoming like the rabbits kingdom combines so it literally breaks <laughs> up reality so he has to defeat the evil rabbits with the help of the good rabbits or it's going to unmake reality yeah but is there like a big like a big evil boss character or something that we're missing i, I, I other than the giant gorilla thing we've seen so far which definitely is not a main boss but we haven't hmm. seen the big guy yet yeah that's what i'm curious is there, is bowser like the big bad guy that they haven't shown yet 
I swear, if there's a Bowser rabbit like floating around, <laughs> I, I'm 100 positive there is. I mean, if <laughs> if if there's a peach rabbit, there's which I'm be. I'm hoping that Mario open mouth kisses that, or I'm definitely gonna <laughs> return. <laughs> that's that's the M-rated Nintendo game right there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, let's do this DLC. Oh man, that's gonna be awesome. Jeez. Uh, great. Well, one thing that we didn't mention is that in Mario Odyssey. Oh. Um, I really liked uh, going in and buying uh, new costumes for Mario. That was really cool. I like that. Um, it's interesting because the coins actually mean something now. Mm-hmm. And, and right? they give you they give you money right away in, in the in the demo you play at E3. So you can go and buy buy a, a new costume. So I thought that was really cool. I like it. Yeah, I yeah, thought it was you need weird. The sombrero, right? To uh, to get into like a nightclub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a part in the Sand Kingdom uh, demo, which is the demo that I played. Like you, right when you start, you walk into a shop, and then in that in that shop, which is in the Sand Kingdom, it's like the the Mexican sort of like you know theme Vibe. going on. Yeah, but that's where they sell the suit for some reason with like yeah. the hat. So mm-hmm. I was like, I bought the suit, and like that's how I played through it or whatever. So I don't know if that's like the final placement. I thought that that was kind of interesting that you pick up the suit at the Sand Kingdom as opposed to like you know New Donk City. Yeah, in New Dog City, they had the um, safari outfit. You look like uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So let me ask you guys uh, another question before we turn to the chat for some questions, and we'll finish up uh, around 11 my time. Um, what happened? Where's the virtual console? What happened to That's that? That's getting a, a lot of people <laughs> were, were wondering where it was because it's not – it's not uh it's not e three like and that's where a lot of people thought it was going to be even beyond that, I thought they were going to show off anything about the visual aspects of the online that they're trying to release like past mm-hmm. virtual consoles yes, because Splatoon two is going to use the online services right mm-hmm. we assume i mean there's a there's a uh, headset piece for it that's out there mm-hmm. that's going to be presumably used, so the direct has to be showing up before Splatoon two comes out right just to explain which by the way it's bad enough they have to explain to us how to voice chat um yeah they, they they're going to explain this to us, I assume right, and they're going to release the app in beta form and then we we go but like when's this showing up? I think like a, maybe a week or two weeks at the earliest um, before Splatoon Two comes out, we'll get another direct from Nintendo, um, sort of detailing like the the app and what we'll get and stuff like that from from that aspect. Um, but at the same time, I don't I don't know. Like you know, they have the capability of making their own directs whenever they want. They don't need a platform to make an announcement, right? Mm. So yeah, I, I'm really not sure what they'll do. Um, knowing Nintendo, they may just release a press release and with instructions and you're done. <laughs> you never know. Oh, it, great. <laughs> it slightly worries me. I don't know. It, it makes me think that maybe the online is farther behind than they expected. They're having trouble like setting everything up or even maybe planning how they want to put the barrier and safeguard and integration. And until they had that fully, fully done, of course they can't begin working on virtual console, but it, that's, that's all that worries me. And obviously this is worrying with zero information, once I get a scrap information, it'll appease all my doubts. But right now, I'm just afraid that literally there are like 16 Japanese guys sitting in a boardroom right now just crossing things out on a board being like, no, no, no. So hopefully it's farther along than I'm thinking. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I guess we can take uh, questions from the, I guess, the chat now um, and see what people are, people are asking. Uh, do you guys got the chat up on your end? Yep, yep. Very good, very good. Oh, that's a good one. Do you guys think there'll be a Star Fox for the Switch? Um, no, I do not. <laughs> no, you think Star Fox Zero that was one dead? <laughs> I, I just uh, think no, Star, please, no. Star Fox Zero costs like 
people don't want to say, but Star Fox Zero cost them a lot of money. They put, I mean, they put tens of millions of dollars just into the marketing, expecting that to blow up, and it did not pan out. Mm. Well, what were they expecting? I mean, I mean come on. They man. made I it mean, look like so a slightly better N64 version. This disappointing. Is, well, I mean, I was fine with the graphics. I was fine with everything. Those controls oh. were ass balls. <laughs> I don't. Would you guys want them to do something a little different than say? I want to. I want to make like, a like Star game, Fox like, Adventures kind yeah, of. Give us a real game. I. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. No, no, I totally agree with Dave. I think that we're going to get a Star Fox game, but I think it's going to be in a couple of years. I think it'll mm. probably be like halfway or towards the later end of the Switch's life cycle. And I think it's going to be like totally new, like with similar mechanics of like maybe you'll be able to play as Fox, jump out of the ship, run around the open world and then jump back into the ship mm. and like do stuff like that. I think that that will be the Star Fox that we get or something along the lines of that because they have to sort of reinvent it. We can't keep getting mm. the same thing, you know. It was really disappointing that they retold Star Fox 64 again and made it really just look basically the same with a little mm -hmm. bit better graphics and uh, controls that made you, you know, put your eye in your pocket and eye on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me uh, let me ask you guys this. Someone asked in the chat, and I can't, I can't believe I forgot about this. Um, did you guys see that Atari is apparently making a new console? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 What do you guys I, think yeah. about that one? <laughs> Very excited. Already have it pre-ordered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I've already got my money down. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. If this is just a, uh, I saw the video from Rich Review Tech uh, USA, and he he was he was he was speculating it was gonna be like a retro type console, which would be cool if they did. Wait, that. what? What kind of retro console are you talking about? No, he was just speculating that this new console that Atari was making would be like a uh, clone console type. Thing yeah, like a throwback. All your old Atari games. Oh, it's 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 not it's not. Um, this has been confirmed already. Yeah, but oh, that's okay. a problem because yeah. I mean, when you say Atari and new console, that is the first thought is, oh, I'm gonna be able to plug this in through my AV and play all the old Atari games. I'm guessing, yeah, and HDMI it's just a name <laughs> issue. Nope they um they uh it's been confirmed. There's people on Atari Age who apparently have actually been in the preview group for this item, but they are technically not gonna be spoiling it for us. And then um the CEO went on record and said that it is a new console and they're using something in his words PC technology. Whatever that means in his words, um, he's a CEO. You know, he doesn't know oh, the, the capacitors. Yeah, PCs yeah. have been around since the seventies, man. Yeah, so. I assume what he's trying to say <laughs> is it's not a flashback. And then um, the uh, the people on the forum that have actually seen it are saying it has nothing to do with legacy hardware at all. No legacy uh, games, no okay. nothing. This is a new system, is what they're saying. Man, um, it has nothing to do with that. So it's not it's not a flashback. It has nothing to do with old cartridges. Um, nothing like that. It's going to be it's called the Atari uh, Jaguar 32X. I've been looking for something else to put on the shelf next to my Ouya. It's, yeah, it's just going to be an Atari-branded custom computer. It's just going to be like a computer box with an Atari symbol stapled to the side of it. Like, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's not going to be something amazing, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I, well, see, I don't know what it would be. What exclusives could they even put yeah. on there? I don't know. That's uh, the, let's not forget the, the final major game that they made was Enter the Matrix. So I think it's time we got Into the Matrix 2, Path of Neo-Ur. <laughs> um, somebody, somebody else asked in um, asked in uh, super chat twelve more than you. Uh, what about Animal Crossing? Uh, I think, yeah, I, I think that's. Oh, I'm sorry, didn't mean. I should let the Nintendo guys talk. No, no, no. I was just gonna say that I think that they um, that that's coming eventually as well on the Switch. Oh, yeah. But I think we, we want to see the or they want to show us the mobile game first. Yes, I think, 
yeah, the mobile game is kind of where they want the Animal Crossing attention. Maybe they'll sort of build hype with that, get that, like, obviously it'll probably be free-to-play, I think. Mm -hmm. So that'll be, you know, oh, introduce all these new people to Animal Crossing that have never played Animal Crossing before. So, oh, look, it looks like a fun game. Let's get it on the Switch now once they announce it for the Switch, which will probably show up sometime mid to late next year. So it it worked for Pokemon Go because they did that, and then Pokemon Sun and Moon was the highest-selling Pokemon game of all time, according to Nintendo. Mm-hmm. after that yeah so but it still got trounced by pokemon go's revenue <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the revenue for that was ridiculous so you know they saw that and they were like let's do the same thing with animal crossing microtransactions like crazy and here you go <laughs> um i assume fire emblem has done okay for them as well but, mm-hmm. like but the, like getting the, back to yeah. that atari console if they do oh, make something like an xbox one like t- type of console um i think they're gonna go bankrupt pretty quick yeah because uh, yeah how they are will. they gonna keep up with the cost of that trying to sell it and then getting third party on there i just don't see it working i would see them more so going along the lines of maybe an arm console and making it like more like for indies maybe mm-hmm. that's what more I like uh, yeah I, I picture it as an ouya but being less of a cell phone there was the controller. There, there was an interesting um bit of dialogue being thrown around on the reddit i don't know if you guys saw this um a while back when AMD was created, because this is, um, Atari has gone on record, so has their CEO. This has been years in the making. They're talking like three to four years uh, is how long they've been developing this because now Atari is profitable. They've actually done a really good job turning around from their bankruptcy back in 2013. Um, they've done a very good job. And even back then in 2014, he was in an interview saying they want to get back into the hardware game, like the actual hardware. So a while ago, this I think this was, I think this was around 2013 or 2014. Uh, it, it's interesting news came out that apparently amd was working on three chips at the time when they were working on the xbox one and the ps4 and people seem to think that third chip was for the atari which is interesting um now it doesn't have to be as powerful as the ps4 the xbox one it could be lesser in terms of power but it could still be like a ps3 level system maybe and uh that could be interesting right it's it's just kind of hearsay at this point but Mm -hmm. it's interesting to note that there were those 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 interesting bits of news going around where amd is working on three chips do we know for sure it's a home console? Uh, yes, it is. A, if, according to them, yes, it's an actual console at home. They have those renderings. If you go and watch the video, it looks that way. Um, see, I always, I even had the thought, what if it's like a hybrid console like the Switch? Right, like that's a new thing now. You know? How crazy would that be, right? Yeah. You just have to wait and see what they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it's, no news on it yet, uh, but I am like, I got my ear to the ground on this. I just posted a video yesterday about it, so I'm like, all over. They also confirmed on their official Twitter that it's real as well, because for a while, people thought it was fake. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it is It is out there. It's real. No word on when we're going to see it. Um, uh, another person in Super Chat had a question. This is Chad again. Will Dragon Ball Fighter Z overtake Marvel vs. Capcom? And uh, will, um, will Arxis uh, take over Capcom for fighting game hype if DBZ is good? 100% yes. Yeah. 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 Do you, see the nice thing about Dragon Ball Z, uh, well Dragon Ball Fighter Z is they have they seem to have the entire universe of DBZ whereas Marvel mm-hmm. vs Capcom seems to be like a tiny piece of Marvel and then like as much Capcom as they cuz I mean how, we're missing the X-Men, right? Yeah. Like, hey, have y'all played the uh the demo of uh Marvel vs Capcom Infinite? I I want to, I have not. It, it's not yet. bad. Really? I'm just I'm just warning you. Yeah, it plays a little bit weird. And the weirdest thing is that it has this new function that I, I do not like called auto combo, where literally you can just tap one button and your guy oh, will not, not only do all this, he'll even air, back versus Capcom. He'll, he'll even crap. air launch, oh. jump, follow him up in the air. So you can literally just keep tapping square and do like a 15 hit combo and shin it into a special. It's and mm. I know you can turn it off, but just the idea that clearly they're trying to really dumb this down. There's this new 
a system called Infinity Stones, where basically you have two special bars. You have like your special bar for like pulling off your ultimates for all characters, and also something else that makes where you can do like a power punch or the speed one, where you can literally just zip through any attack. It's just it, I don't know. It seems like it's uh, Marvel vs. Capcom for babies, whereas now Dragon Ball Z is definitely aiming for a more advanced deep fan base which is what people want people like deep fighters so i think dragon ball z is going to take off like a rocket ship what's crazy uh won't they disable that online though auto combo i yeah they i hope so i mean (laughs) if it's like tatsunoko they're probably not but there might be a way to this uh there might be like two modes it might be like a free play mode where yeah. casual don't that's disgusting then, yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i mean think there's auto drive and all the auto functions there's you can turn those on in online play of Mar- mario kart 8 so think i mean that's a that's a function more companies are looking into and auto com- i hated auto combo and i turned it off but it's just it's so annoying that it exists nice that means i could actually win at marvel vs. capcom now nice <laughs> yeah it just brings <laughs> button matching to a whole new level yeah yeah <laughs> this is awesome good stuff good job capcom <laughs> yeah you can just say that you meant to push those buttons right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm the master of tap and square mm-hmm. play marvel vs. capcom with your mom now it's great <laughs> or just me apparently i'm not yeah. very so i enjoy them i'm not good at them um but i don't claim to be good at them so it's all right um i'll play halo though i'm good at halo um (laughs) uh let's see what else do we have um in the chat oh yeah i did watch that the uh i see i don't watch a lot of the the competitive games i did see the whole thing about mr yabuki pretty much ruining people in arms that was pretty funny Mm -hmm. uh what's up with the uh, who knows secret of mana localization who knows at this point it's the weirdest thing games like those would actually sell better in the states than in Japan, believe it or not. Um, Disgaea 5 sold way better here than it did in Japan. Um, wow. I, I, I have no idea why they won't release that. It, it's weird. There's already a, a, a there's already a patch out there. They could technically just take the fan patch. The fans won't be mad about it. Mm-hmm. Apply it to it and then just use it. <laughs> or fix it up. It's not like the fans could really sue them. It's their intellectual property that they were hacking originally. Exactly. And honestly, the fans have already said they will give them that patch if it means it'll come out here officially. They're fine with it. They've said, yes, we'll do it. Um, yeah, but and really, in the past and they've never taken them up on it. Yep. But now we actually have a physical version of it. Like, they could bring it out here. The box art is beautiful, by the way, if you've I seen saw, it. Yeah, it's I saw amazing. Video, yeah. I desperately want to walk into a Walmart or a Target or a Best Buy and say, I will take Secret of Mana. Here's my money. Yeah. <laughs> this I is so the future we built, my friends. Yes. I, I want to do that so badly. Uh, oh, that was a good question, too. I should have brought that up. I can, I can still bring it up. Do you guys see what Konami's doing? The most hated company now in, like, the world? Uh, which or, which tire are fire doing? are we talking about specifically? Them uh, uh, blacklisting their, the old employees yelling at Kojima and then blacklisting them for things as simple as healthcare. Uh, I've heard little leaks and stuff about that. I mean, that doesn't surprise it, me. It seems pretty petty, pretty bad. I mean, Evan, you had some horror stories about them doing some crazy stuff, people they wanted to fire, but in Japan, they try to make you quit instead. Yeah, they had they would reassign people to just the worst jobs <laughs> ever to force you to want to quit. Yeah. Well, they That's were even one. doing stuff where they were making people move their desks. They basically were making coming in, the bosses would come in and make you move your desk every like two weeks just to mess with your head. They were Sounds like literally space. Lock, locking <laughs> fire exits, turning on uh-huh. fire alarms on purpose just to screw with people, making people do fire drills like everything they could it was like psychological warfare for the last couple of years oh. that, that uh, kojima was there just psycho stuff like what the hell here's a good question in the super chat um from warrior men zero how long will it take for metroid to release i assume that means metroid prime 2020 2020 okay okay do you think it'll be playable next e3 though 
No, I don't think you'll even see an XC3. Oh, interesting. What? Okay. Really? Wow. I think okay. it'll be playable. I think it'll be playable. I can I, see that. I mean, I have a feeling that it just started. I think they mm -hmm. just put the team on it, and Nintendo doesn't seem like the type of person who's going to be like showing off the opening level. They like to wait. It's like Matt, Metroid Samus Returns is what literally one of my most hyped games because it's so close. The fact that they sat down like you guys saw and played a full hour of it and showed like, <laughs> here's a new counter, counter system and look at this boss and oh my god, there's a laser. It's like, oh my god. But if they're just like, here's the first three minutes, it's like, okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a gigantic game. I don't think we'll see it in 2020. I think we'll see it in 2019. But I think that, um, I think that maybe it'll be like they'll show us some something cinematic or whatever mm. for the next year for next e3 and then it'll be like playable at 2019 e3 and then release for the fall of 2019 i mean they always mm. need a they always met or, or nintendo always centers around one big game every e3 right they pushed mm. mario right. this year last year they pushed zelda um i mean you don't think metroid could possibly be their big game for next year's e3 I thought we were thinking that it might be more along the lines of Smash, and Smash would have since Smash uh, arms, yeah. since or, or arms could, would have more of a year, like of its own life before or, all of a sudden. Or Animal I think Crossing, it's Pokemon for twenty or for next year. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. It's, it, yeah. Pokemon, I could definitely see Pokemon. I just with how they've been building the displays, I can already perfectly visualize either Pokemon and building like it. Their whole thing is like Pallet Town. Or I see them doing it as Animal Crossing and basically doing like the four seasons of the village. Right. Like it's Animal gonna Crossing. be one or the other. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I have to imagine that whatever year Metroid is about ready, that will headline E3. Yeah. Oh I god, yeah. yeah. They've seen the reaction. They know they could build. And can you imagine the awesome set that they could put together for yeah. Metroid? It's gonna be a spooky cave, and I'm gonna fly out there and wander through it like Dreamland. Are you? Would you? Are you gonna go to E3 if they feature Metroid Prime Four? Yes, yes. You I'll just, okay. I'm just gonna live stream. I'm gonna like wake up, press live stream, be like, "What's up, gamers? Dreamcast guy here, going to my <laughs> fantasy land of Metroid." You know what's interesting is if you actually take like your stuff, you could probably make videos from the hotel room before you go. Like, you could probably still still stay on schedule for the most part. I want to. I if I go next year, I'm I'm trying to. I have a the guy. Whenever if you ever watch my videos where there's someone else following me around with a camera, it's uh, my friend who's like a. He's a big military guy, and he has like the steadiest hands because he fires machine guns all day. And so I'm trying to talk him into it. If I go next year, I'll have my machine gunner on camera. Nice, nice. Yeah, you get one of those, apparently those sticks that yeah. you use to walk yep. around with. So. Yeah, yeah. so I'll just have him follow me around. That way I can just be like all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's a uh, – oh, this is a good question. This is from uh, – oh, was that Warnor? Warn Warnor? Warnor. <laughs> uh, why, buy it? why buy an Xbox One X when you need free sync, HDMI, TV monitor uh, when you need resync. Oh, they're they're asking about that. Well, I don't think I don't know. Is I don't think the Xbox One X is using FreeSync. I don't think so. Is it? I don't. I haven't seen anything about that. I don't know anything uh, about that. It, it, the it, only, the only cool thing like about Xbox, essentially, the only, the only cool um, thing I like about Xbox One X is that it does automatic super sampling for 1080p yes. TVs. That's good. that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. which is it's, something that's what i want to test most actually which i was talking to spawn about on on twitter i think i was talking to him and uh uh acg is that's what i want to see the most is just literally like putting normal 1080p and super sample 1080p like on the same screen like capture both and compare them i i want to see that more than anything yeah, so if yeah. you play uh, uh uncharted 4 on your ps4 pro on a, ten, a 1080p tv it looks immaculate there's no jaggies at all because it's it's like uh super mm -hmm. sampling it you know so it looks really good so yeah yeah, it does say it does say it is. Um, yeah, okay. People are pointing out. Yeah, it does use. Uh, it does use FreeSync. That's of course the AMD equivalent to to, um, to G Sync uh, on the opposite side with the green team. 
And uh, really, it just helps with screen tearing. Now, the question is, is it worth getting just for that? Um, it's hard to say. If you are, that's again, it depends if you're a graphical enthusiast. If you are, then yeah, maybe. It might be because you can get some pretty bad screen tearing with some Xbox One games. I've seen, I don't think, I don't think Halo does. I, I, saw, I remember I saw some screen tearing and things like Sunset Overdrive at times, depending. But would you want it just for that? I don't see. Then you're getting into like um, I don't want to say PC master race, but you're getting into PC territory. Then right mm -hmm. to where if you care so much about free sync and screen tearing not being there, you're probably the type of person who's building a PC right now or has already built one. Mm -hmm. So at that point, because the people who are going to buy this thing are the people who have a nice big 4K TV set in their in their living room that has a terrible refresh rate and they don't know that because <laughs> most 4k tvs don't have the best refresh rate so they're not there thinking oh good free sync and hdmi 2.1 this is going to look great they're thinking oh good 4k that all these people know are 4k right that's that it. number I mean, is bigger than my current number that's it that, I mean, the thing is to even to explain to a mom why you would want it for 1080p like like dave is saying with super sampling they don't they're gonna guys they're gonna get glazed over eyes as soon as you get past the first sentence trust me I, i've been there trying to explain this to people evan has been there trying to explain this to people yeah. um that's just the way it is so the only two words you need to know for them is xbox and 4k or playstation and 4k um although if you're an enthusiast FreeSync is awesome i have seen i don't have uh, i don't have one of those nice g-sync monitors yet i want one because i have a, a video card that supports g-sync but um i i hear so many good things about it with big games i've only tried it in like demo in like a store and it's awesome looking but those monitors are pretty expensive so i don't have one yet um but it, it makes your quality of game a lot better i will say that mm. it, it looks so much better matthew um, has a pretty good question mm -hmm. uh with castlevania releasing on netflix what's the chances of a new game coming out oh gosh this is from when they name dropped it in that interview with the switch right yeah 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 this is the they problem considering with it or looking into it they they said they hear the fans and this this is again this is the problem with sending i don't even think it was a pr person was it it was like a developer. i don't think it was pr no, no i think I it was think a developer it, yeah yeah it was a developer but i don't think it was really connected to castlevania i think it was just a konami guy oh because someone was asking you know hey uh <laughs> weren't they asking about that they were like hey be um what was it uh castlevania they were just asking about castlevania essentially hey is castlevania coming and they're like oh we're looking into it we hear all about you know the the fan upbringing for it uh, i'm sure they're going to come out with castlevania pachinko real soon which is what all of you have been begging for anyway you send a pr person to say uh we have no plans this time or something like that because now the fans want it and they're like mm -hmm. it's coming to the switch that's all they hear now <laughs> so well bloodstained if you uh don't mm -hmm. consider that you know yeah which looks <laughs> That's great. <a> <laughs> Mr. Recon asks, can you go back to your old thumbnails with you not being in them? Why does no one want me in the thumbnails? Ooh, Man, that hurts. That hurts me inside. They don't want to see your expressions? You know, <laughs> I'm going to take, take this moment to explain this to, <laughs> to a lot of people because I don't think... All right, so I get like 80% say it's great, then 20% say they like the other ones. I, uh, I don't want my thumbnails to look like everyone else's who just use stock images for the most part, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, the best way I could kind of, because I've had a lot of people, believe it or not, on YouTube steal my content a lot. People, I get alerts on Twitter all the time. People telling me somebody's re-uploading my stuff with my thumbnail and everything, like my whole video. So I just start putting myself on the thumbnail because why not? It's believe it or not, um, the thumbnail is worth like forty percent of your click. And as long as you're not lying or being clickbaity with like a, a half-naked girl, um, people click on it more if they see you i guess i don't know I've, I've done the research already so yeah so people don't really get this a lot of times but literally the science breaks down to 40 percent is your thumbnail 
forty uh, percent is your uh, your title, and then twenty percent is actually at the first line of the description because that'll actually appear under it when it gets linked places. So if you get all of those right, you're going to get a lot of clicks. But you have to make sure that all of those are are super grabbing. That's why, like a lot of my thumbnails, my thing is really big font. If you look at all my videos, I put very clearly what the hell this is and usually just three or four words being like tech and seven review with an exclamation point and the boldest font i can and someone like getting ready to punch you like you got to make sure that as soon as people look at that especially on a cell phone it's got to look good and a lot of times spawn wave putting his face on there makes it a lot more click because especially when he's like this or it looks like he's like shoving his hand <laughs> in his armpit i'm like what's that guy up to i better click that video <laughs> that crazy guy. See, look, this person, uh, that Gus, remembers that dumb thumbnail I did with when I was when I became the fish from Sea Man. <laughs> yes, that was so, funny. There you go. I like People that. Remember that. Kind oh, of you stuff. know what thumbnail I really like from yours is the uh, the one where you're doing the basketball game, um, NBA Playgrounds. You know, that it's was really great. funny. That was actually one of my weakest videos, but it, it's the one it. that I spent the most money on and took the most time on. <laughs> it's a fan favorite. <laughs> but it was like one of my worst performing videos I've ever done. But well, it I was like, like I liked it personally. I had fun. I was out there, and what's really funny, um, I don't, I don't think I'm telling you. When I went to the basketball court, it was full of people. Yeah. It was full of people. <laughs> I had to ask them to all stand off camera, off to the side, because none of them want to be on the camera. And they watched me do all of that stupid stuff. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Like what, I'm talking, I... like it was like, it was like the people from like the inner city of Elkton, you know, playing like a pickup game of shirts and skins. And I walk up there, and I'm like, can I use this side for a minute? And I set up my tripod. <laughs> Did you tell them you were doing basketball tutorials for YouTube? I, I told them I had to look like an idiot for YouTube. And um, and then I played some basketball, and they were actually pretty cool. But um, uh, I was like, I have to look really, really dumb at basketball for like 20 minutes. And then um, they watched me do the uh, the whole jumping thing on the uh, to try to dunk the basketball, which, by the way, that was like five takes. And every I think all four of them except for one, I just I, I went all out and I jumped and missed it and planted on the grass like four times. Mm. <laughs> so I and the last one I had grass stains, but you couldn't see it. And because I was sideways to it. Um, but that was fun. I had a lot of fun shooting that one. I, uh, one of my recent ones, I did uh, top 10 games that made me break controllers. And I basically just had to mm -hmm. film all of it. That with my good. Camera. You got to beat up some stuff. Yeah. Yes. And, and I basically had to film all those at 1 p.m. on a Saturday on like and so we were literally just driving around me and my cameraman and so we just like find a spot to like basically look like i'm smashing a playstation 4 in a dumpster and we're like outside of a church and there's all these like families angrily yelling at each other for some reason. And, like set up the camera just set up the camera and i just like all right we're just gonna film this three times real quick and then i'm like the for the last one we had to smash a game boy so i put the camera on slow motion and i set it up and there's a, a homeless guy sleeping on the ground right next to me and i'm like okay <laughs> as soon as i hit this game boy with the bat He's going to wake up. We don't want to litter, so I'm just going <laughs> to grab it as fast as possible. So the full take is me, like, swinging the bat and exploding. And me being like, ho, 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 grabbing the parts of this guy, like, waking up, like, what the fuck? And we're just... And there's literally the soccer mom, like, staring at us angrily as we're running with a baseball bat. It's just like, people, people don't get to see that part, though. Let me, let me ask you, Max, we're going a little over now, but let me, Max, Max let me ask you real quick. Do you... um? Do you, do you like being on camera more now? Because I noticed for a while you weren't really on camera, but now you're on camera more. Uh, people love me on camera, which is a weird, it's a weird thought. Like I, my rule for a long time was like the games of the star, put the games on there. But people really have been pushing me to be on camera more. So I like it. Uh, it's still something to get used to. I'm not used to uh, just like sitting down on camera and be like, let's talk about a video game. But people seem to be responding to it. And I, I guess I have a knack for it. So I've been doing a lot more and it's it, fun. It takes a, it, it takes a lot of work. A lot of people don't wouldn't really believe this or even know but when i was in um middle school 
I was part of the team to be in charge of like the morning announcements. And we actually had, uh, you actually had to go on camera for it. Mm -hmm. um, so you'd have two people go on camera. One person was up inside dealing with the teleprompter and two people were uh, in the back dealing with audio and video for when it went on live. And I went on camera one time because somebody couldn't get to school or they were sick or something. And mm -hmm. I was absolutely terrible on camera for that guy um, I, I mean I don't know how you make it exciting that we're having chicken nuggets for lunch but like I was apparently I became known as like the robot man for my eighth grade year so because I just you know I just like like freeze up because that's the first time I've ever been on camera and it's um when that red light goes on I don't think a lot of people realize how difficult it actually is well um, I'll tell a funny like a funny anecdote. Uh, I always end all my videos by saying "keep dreaming," and I point to the camera. Nobody knows this. I've never said this on camera before, but it's because I filmed all of my videos for years and years and years just on an iPod Touch. And when you press stop, it's literally this button. And That's so amazing, yeah. I didn't even have any editing software from all my early rant videos. I would literally say "keep dreaming" and press stop, and then a little <laughs> upload button pops up. So I literally just used to record like my first like. 50 videos are just me like talking as flawlessly as I can for five minutes about the subject. Like, okay, keep dreaming, press stop. Wow. Interesting. Huh? So it's just, and I just kept that stupid pose all these years later. There's another question in super chat. This is from again, Warnor uh, about Yoshi. It's actually being written in unreal. Well, it's being, it's using unreal engine four. Um, right. What do you guys what do you guys think about that? Because it seems like Nintendo, at least internally, is really adopting and using. They've talked about how their like their Japanese studios are really adopting Unreal Engine Four now, and really that Yoshi game looks very good in Unreal mm -hmm. Engine Four. First off, Unreal Engine Four is starting to really impress me because things like um, uh, what's that vampire game that Namco, Namco Bandai is doing right now? Oh, that's gonna oh uh, vampire what? Yeah, uh, is that it? Oh. Yeah, it's. Yeah, the, the one where like it looks like it's like the undercity is where all the vampires live, and the up top is where it's like. Uh, it's, no, it's are, like it's like a what is that game? It's like a Japanese, um, it's a Japanese style like RPG action. Oh, Code Vein. Code Vein. Yes, that is done on Unreal Engine Four as well. And what's amazing is for a while, if you go back and look at old Unreal Engine games, you look at Mass Effect, you mm -hmm. wouldn't think you'd be able to make something like Code Vein or like Yoshi, you know how that looks because it looks great. Yeah, and that it using the kind of those, really those creative ways to use an engine that was really not meant to do that. Mm -hmm. No, it looks really technically uh -huh. advanced for you. The most for a Yoshi game, that's for sure. It looks amazing. It's it's just kind of cool to see Nintendo really embracing cutting edge graphics because they've not really been known for that. At least not in all my experience, they've typically been okay being a little bit behind. But now they are very much being like, no, we want the shiniest games that really pop out of your screen, and they are nailing it. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, this, this is a follow-up from Mr. Recon about the thumbnails. Managed to look disingenuous in the majority of them. So the reason that probably is is because I actually take like like full-on like 4K pictures of me standing in one place for a while, and it takes like 80 pictures at once, and then I pick the best one, and then I cut it out in Photoshop. So that might be why. It's not like a full – it's like a motion. Um, like if I caught myself in the middle of a video, I could probably make me look really, really stupid in I, some weird facial animations. I, yep, I, I do. A, I take uh, silly screenshots of myself sometimes for my for my friends, and I say, bef between two serious faces, there's a silly face because you always have that one where you're like, yeah, when you're talking, yeah, your your face does some really like if you guys ever yeah. get a chance to just to record yourself and watch yeah. it back, you make some of the weirdest faces when you when you talk. I was editing a video recently, and for some reason, my upper lip completely tucked into my bottom lip for one syllable. And I'm just like trying to edit. I'm like, I need to find a good thumbnail. And at one point, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> that is not the face we're going with. Uh, do you guys, do you guys think the PS4 Pro will get a uh, price drop? Yes. 
I do. Okay. Yeah, I don't know when. Like, Sony is just going so off the rails. I, I mean, I'm not. Does it really need a price drop though? Because it's already a hundred dollars cheaper than its competitor. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it needs one. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think for the holidays they'll do one of those fifty dollars things like they usually do at least. Or maybe they'll, they'll get a that. bundle. Yeah, so I was going to say, they'll either do that or they'll just like throw in three or four digital games that are basically, they're free to them technically anyways. Like they'll throw in. What they'll in. probably do is they'll probably do, because they have the uh, the marketing for Call of Duty, they'll probably do a Call of Duty bundle. Or or uh, Horizon. I know that that's kind of what they did. With, like, the DLC. Since, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Horizon Ultimate Edition PS4 bundle. Well, the, PS4, well, the PS4 Pro was already bundled with uh, Infinite Warfare last year. Um, I know this because when I bought my PS4 Pro off someone on Craigslist, it came with Infinite Warfare, and it was in a box for Infinite Warfare. <laughs> Did you trade in Infinite Warfare? I still have it. It didn't come with the cover <laughs> art, and I'm not because GameStop around me needs cover art if you trade something in. So does Walmart. I'm not. I'm not wasting ink on that game. Call of Duty yeah. World War II actually looks uh, decent. Yeah, yeah, I want. To buy, I want. Yeah, it looks fun. It looks like uh, maybe a more uh, streamlined or a better Brother in Arms, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I like Brothers in Arms. That was a fun game. It was a more realistic war game back then when Call of Duty was teen rated. That was mature rated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm definitely down. I'll take a gritty war game where my health doesn't regrow in five seconds. Yeah, that's so cool. Apparently, you just got to find health packs or find a medic or mm-hmm. something. Well, so they've, cool. they've they've also stressed uh, in a recent interview, I think just a couple days ago, that they're also going really heavy into the limited ammo of like you can't just spray a machine gun like you shoot real carefully and then when you run out, you go over and pick up the the dead guy you just killed's gun. It's going to be a lot more than that. Like instead of just getting one giant flamethrower and using it the whole campaign, they're hmm. seeing what worked for Battlefield basically, and they're applying some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was in in production way before that, but they definitely have taken those last minute cues to heart. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's. Uh, I guess we'll finish up. We're a little over two hours right now. Two hours sixteen minutes, mm-hmm. which isn't bad. We, we did pretty good. Um, usually I try to keep it two hours, but it's not too bad. Uh, so let's go around the the horn real quick. Uh, Dave, where can they find you, man? Super Metal Dave sixty four on YouTube and um, at Twitter. Also, you can find me uh, s Metal Dave sixty four. Very good, very good. Uh, and uh, Dreamcast guy Max. Hi, I'm Dreamcast Guy. Uh, you can just type that into uh, Google, and it'll probably bring up my Twitter and my YouTube. I do uh, all sorts of reviews. I'm working on a really interesting review right now for uh, if you've ever played Resogun. That company, Housemark, is making a new game right now that is very bright and colorful. It's like an isometric shooter. That'll be out Tuesday. And uh, well, I can't say anything, but tune in. Okay. Uh, hashtag Tony over there, Philip. What? What is? <laughs> where can they find you, man? Mr. Tony himself. Yeah. Um, uh, you guys can find Tony. me on on YouTube. Uh, just <laughs> if you look up Philip with an F F I L I P. I actually just put up a little like mini E3 vlog. If you guys want to see what the Nintendo booth looks like over there, if you didn't get a chance to go, um, I put together some footage. So there's that, and then also like lots of Switch content on Twitter. Um, I'm at Philip Mewson. So, cool. yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah, uh, 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 Dave, you missed it. We were talking what, – what was that? Evan, what was that? Were we talking about the, the E3 show? What was that? Was that just last Spawncast when we were talking about it? Um, it was. We did so many shows. Um, where Anyway, uh, uh, basically, Philip went meant to say Sony, and he said Tony, and that was it in the chat. So oh. <laughs> that was it. That's all it took. And now it's it was people were doing it on Twitter sending it, to, it was it was pretty good. <laughs> now whenever funny. I say something, people just type Tony in the chat. Yeah, I think that's the automatic response. He almost looks like Tony. a Tony. That's cool. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> Evan. Um, uh, where can they find you, dude? Anything Kemrix Project, uh, Instagram, Twitter. I'm probably going to be streaming some Layers of Fear later. I've actually wanted to beat that game for a while, so I'm going to put another couple hours into it probably. Doing some streaming. Um, 
yeah, uh, on Twitch. And you can keep up to date with Spawnwave. I'm still working in the background trying to make things better. This is being co-streamed over to Twitch through me. So oh, yeah, we do, have, we do have some direction. Twitch people watching us. That's right. I forgot. How many on Twitch yep. watching? Uh, we nah, not, uh, not as much as YouTube, of course. But we did cap, I think, at maybe like 25, maybe 30 people. It's gone down since then. There you uh, go. Look at that! Got some Twitch stuff going on. Very good, very good. I don't. I, I haven't done as much Twitch. I got to stream more on Twitch to get more people interested in that. Um, but YouTube's just easier. Nintendo, Nintendo, you can't. You have to do Twitch, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't even think of that because they'll 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 smack down your YouTube stuff now yeah, for whatever you do, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're ambassadors now, and they still smack us down. <laughs> they don't care. Uh, what was it? Oh yeah. Okay. So we got everything there. Um, I guess that's it for tonight. It was a lot of fun. Post D three was good. Next year will be better if we can all get out there. Um, I would like to get out there and meet some people. So next group year, photo. but if, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll but, uh, reconvene this exact podcast group for an awesome selfie. Just take <laughs> hey, pictures you know of stuff behind you, and we'll just have all the backgrounds back there. Photoshop. Hey man, if we're all at E three, maybe we'll just do a live E three podcast because we'll be, you know, we'll be at a hundred thousand subs, we can get our own meeting room. So, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a panel. Least, It'll be great. At the very least, we'll just steal some good internet from a hotel and hunker down in a room, put some comforters on the wall so there's no echo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll be at uh, I'll be at too many games along with Evan and I believe Philip. So you can come by if you're in the tri-state area around me, whether it's Philadelphia, New York, New Jersey. You can pretty much go to too many games and see us. We'll be there at. Um, We'll be there Saturday, probably starting at 10 a.m. when they open. So you come by. We'll just be walking around. We don't have a booth or anything, but we'll be. I'm sure Philip will be recording. I'll be recording. Yep. We'll come say hi. Don't be shy. Seriously. Yes. Do not be shy. Come say hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it, guys. Um, as always, you can uh, follow us, uh, Spawn Wave Media. Uh, you can subscribe to Spawn Wave Media and then check back every Saturday night at 9 because uh, this actually is a lot of fun and I'm glad a lot of you guys stopped by. So, actually, had uh, almost 700 people tonight. So, heck yeah. It was very good. Very, actually, if you count in the Twitch people, it definitely was 700. So, <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, guys, for stopping by and we'll see you next Saturday night at 9 o'clock Eastern. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys.